Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, gotta fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with fight for better fallback Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're Graps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're Graps a D here to talk craps. Yeah. Okay, look, people ask that we just get right into it. <laughs> so you know what? Yo, Vince McMahon retired from his straight <laughs> Twitter account. He was like, I'm out here. Nice knowing y'all. 77 years in the game. Peace. I'm out. No one believes it. No, I believe it, but I also don't believe it. Like when your daughter is like the person that's immediately there, it's like it's hard for me to be like, all right, he's out. That's it. And then like his best homie that's like been shadowing him for fucking 40 years is the guy that's doing the creative booking after that. It's like you're still there. And then his other best homie that's been shadowing from another 40 years is still fucking with the 50 camera cuts every minute. It's like, I don't know how fast this is going to go. I don't know what this means. I, this could, I, I don't know anything what's going on, but I'm very intrigued. This is the most intriguing WWE has been in a long time. They're going to have to make moves, you know, on camera to make it feel like there's something different going on. So what, what kind of move they making? Well, they making million okay. dollar moves. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, and they did that this week. But um, I'm uh, welcome to Grab City, by the way. Will watched you here. You know, Philip Lindsay, you know, Righteous Reg. Yeah, writer, in the building, favorite, baby. Yeah, in the building. Um, favorite writer. Also. Favorite podcaster. Hey, man. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, this was uh, out of the blue, which makes me think that uh Either something else is coming, or they found something that uh, told them, like, "Yeah, we better, we better make a move on this." Because there's no way you're gonna tell me this guy parading on TV for the last <laughs> two weeks or so, coming out and you know giving his rah rah speech, having having Titus come out on Monday and do that oh my propaganda God. speech that was kind of nasty. Yeah, they wouldn't have done all of that if the plan was just for him to go. Oh well, I'm done. See on you later. Twitter. 
at, on Twitter. <laughs> and, and for him to not come on and address it on TV, and he's been on TV for the last few weeks, uh, nah, something about that looks fishy. You oh, think no. that he knew about when they did Titus, they knew he knew he was going to retire? Like, that was, like, part of the rollout of him retiring? Or you thought that think. came later in the week, you think? I, I, I think. I'm not sure. Uh I am under the impression that things were very quick and right. uh, and that's why all of a sudden moves were made with Hunter being back in the EVP role and like that came in the morning, like a lot of stuff just kind of moved very They're quickly. like, roll it out, roll it out, roll it out. I think a big drop <laughs> is probably coming. We kind of knew, I mean, I know for a fact, I, I know people who have talked to Forbes already. Um, and who are you uh, talking to at Forbes? We got it. We got to be careful. Yeah, now we got to make <laughs> no, sure the, the connection is right. The right connects have to be in place. For- yes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, specifically, what I mean is uh, the. Uh, sorry, not Forbes. Wall Street Journal. Ah, yeah. Uh, there you go. Okay. Uh-huh. Wall Street Journal. That's what I meant. So uh, I know people who talked to Wall Street Journal about a follow-up story. Um, and so uh, because they've been reaching out to, to wrestlers, they've been reaching out to a lot of people. Right. Um, and so the – yeah, my bad getting up Forbes and Wall Street Journal. But, yo. Uh, <laughs> Look, they, and there's that real sports story too that they're working on. Like when they're working on one of those, like you know, it's some uh, heat no. going on. So uh, they, they I know don't. there is at least something else in the pipeline. I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, WWE was tipped off to the uh, the original story. They knew that was coming, uh, and they were prepared. Somebody sent Vince a text, yo. They about to fry your ass, boy. You better be ready. <laughs> Wall Street Journal's about to cook you. So they knew about that one, and yeah, as far as this one's concerned. Uh, they at least know something's coming. I don't necessarily Ooh. know what's in it, but I know that, again, uh, people have good. talked to them. Um, and so with that said, uh, this, I was in a meeting when this happened, right? I was in a meeting <laughs> completely unrelated to, to wrestling anything. And uh, I my phone vibrates and I look down and I just say, yo, Vince is done. And I'm like... <laughs> Uh, Yo, <laughs> that, that's definitely a text. That's definitely not like a Word. news alert. Yeah, <laughs> I, saw, I saw a text and I'm like, but I'm in this meeting and we're talking about something completely different. And I'm like, the hell could that mean? Right. What? Who is Vince? That could be anybody. And then uh, I get alerts for who the Grapsity account, right? People keep tagging Grapsity like, oh, this is about to be a dope episode tomorrow. And I'm like, what are they talking about? Did he like die? <laughs> So, Vince is done. Would imagine if somebody said that if Vince McMahon died. Listen, will it text? Yo, Vince is done. Yo. And so um, I, I'm finally like, okay, let me just like act like I'm checking an email or something for work. And, <laughs> He's like, let me really get into this. I like, I need to see what happened. I open up Twitter and I see uh, Vince McMahon number one trending topic, and then like ten minutes ago, uh, tweeted that he was retiring. Nice so knowing that, you. That was how I found out. Um, and the meeting was a two hour meeting. It was only like 17 minutes in when this happened. And so <laughs> I'm like, I don't even get to like say anything about this. Mm-mm. Uh, but some completely different is going to happen in that two hours. <laughs> yeah. Something could completely different, uh, could happen yeah. differently, but, um, okay. So this is without a doubt. Look, I've been podcasting 17 years and. There's been a number of massive stories to take place. 
I still feel the biggest story ever covered as a podcaster was Benoit. Yeah. Um, however, I would say that as far as uh, significant stories in pro wrestling are concerned, this has definitely been just a, from be- the beginning. I'm talking about a month ago when this story first started, everything that's happened resulting in Vince McMahon uh, retiring in disgrace. Uh, right. like essentially not getting to go out with the giant send off. Like he don't even get to send off Ric Flair guy. They tried you know, to last night well, on well, SmackDown. Hold, with well, hold little... on there, Will. He he said that he retired because he's seventy seven years old. He's and, old, and you know other he didn't people know he was like, that old. Also, he's, he's he's old, and it it, it might be time. So I'll, do we sure. know that that's why he retired? Someone I'm a, I'm, your, I'm, remember, I'm of course someone was in your comments, uh, but, Phil. Yeah, Look, so there's always people is, in my comments okay. <laughs> so my thing is uh i i i mean i think it's interesting that like you know undertaker retires he gets massive a whole pay-per-view dedicated to his send-off they're still uh, sending them off you know they, <laughs> uh sean michaels had a whole night dedicated to his retirement uh vince mcmahon himself did was about to do a funeral for himself like he was like, He's like get the caskets out bro like he about to wanted to do his own funeral on mm. raw right uh, and the only thing that stopped that was benoit um right. but so i have no doubt that this is not the way he wanted to go out in a no tweet, way in a two-minute segment that could literally be fit into a tweet uh, the whole segment, Stephanie McMahon's whole segment was posted in a tweet that was under the two minutes and 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know that's not the way he envisioned going out. And so right. for it to all happen this way, that all the headlines read, Vince McMahon retires amid sexual scandal. Like, it's not like Vince McMahon, legendary pioneer of pro wrestling, uh, is finally, finally calls it a day. Putting his boots in the middle of the ring. No, nope. he's he's Every, out. Headline is about they're kicking him out like jazz out of the Fresh Prince house. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not they're not doing that in, t- in Titan Towers. They let him they let him walk out. What do you mean? Like um, v- Vince is the retiring in disgrace, and I yeah. that's like kind of how I always envisioned it happening. I knew like something was gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, eventually it's like it's gonna catch up to this. Like grandpa, something was gonna dude. catch him, but I don't know. Still, actually seeing it happen is is wild and i i can't believe this is where we're at this is the biggest wrestling story uh ever of our lifetime for sure because like even the biggest wrestling stories that you've covered they've all been with him like if you're like let's talk about benoit let's talk about owen let's talk like all these stories like surround him so for him to be like this is it like I, I thought this, we as we all thought, that this guy was going to go until they were like, beep, 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 he's dead. That's it. Then it was yeah, going to be over. Like, literally like, we what? didn't expect it to be a tweet and like, I'm retiring, you guys. Like, <laughs> no one on their bingo cards of life ever, ever, ever expected this, especially with how, like you were saying, how quickly it happened. It was like, a month ago, they were like, all right, Vince is on some nasty shit. Now it's like, <laughs> all right, he's out. It's like, yeah, yeah I mean, sure, sure shut me up. Was that last episode where I was like, ah, I don't think he's going anywhere, guys. Well, I talked to a couple of wrestlers when the first story hit, and they all said the same thing. It's Vince. You know right. that he's 
you know, he, we've he seen him get out of some shit. We've seen yeah, it with our yeah. eyes. He'll wriggle out of this one and, uh, you know, he'll continue to be Vince. Nope. Hey, fucking uh, nope. Not this uh, time. So I guess in context of this, um, he's supposedly done with all active duties. That's what it said in that, that yep. press release. Um, right. He's no longer over creative. He's, mm-hmm. he's completely stepped down. He's still a shareholder, of course, but like he stepped down from all duties. Which yes. At first, when, at fir- when he first put the tweet out, I was like, ah, well, he's still going to be doing something backstage. And then mm-hmm. when I saw the entire press release, I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, there's a lot to take in with that. Of course, you know, Brucey's he's still back there, but uh brucey <laughs> uh yeah but well, just but th- you know the funny thing about bruce though is that um bruce you know he's been vince's right hand man for a long time but he was also out of the company for 10 years he was right like uh and you know who fired him the first time well i mean he was it's also lady. In, in in that time away still you know Giving it up, giving it up to the ghost. So you know. yeah, but I just mean that. But the person who let him go the first time was the head of creative at the time, mm-hmm. Stephanie McMahon, who yeah. let him go. So yeah. I'm just saying that she's not above letting go of Bruce Pritchard. And you know she was beefing with them. Her husband got the same feelings because she was pillow talking like this motherfucker today. So <laughs> Triple H feels the same way. He's like, now nah, we need to get this nigga out of here. He's talking with my my lady. Yo, that's pretty that? funny. I, I'm just saying that. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's funny. When he you don't think like, Stephanie be pillow talking? Come on, man. <laughs> Both of them, I, probably. Wait. Triple I H is not, like, let me tell you what went down at NXT today, yo, baby. I, 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 I can not picture her like like rolling back and forth, like struggling to sleep, and then turning over. Hunter, you still up? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you know this Bruce guy? That definitely happened. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah, no, but you know, Bruce uh, was let go in 2008. He didn't come back till they until the Fox move. That was, mm-hmm. and he only came back because Bischoff didn't work out yep. um, because they were originally planning. He started Bischoff. cooking on them podcasts with Conrad, and they were like, you know what? I remember Bruce Pritchard. Let's bring him back. I remember yeah. Bruce, Pritchard. <laughs> but because he went worked for Impact and like mm-hmm. he, he was around, and then uh, again, like I said, they. They originally planned for, you know, Heyman to run Raw and right. Bischoff to run SmackDown. And then uh, when after Bischoff two stopped, weeks, they were like, yeah, that doesn't that didn't even work. though Let's Bischoff up and moved to Stanford, by the way. That was the funny thing was that he like packed up his life and was he like, he left I'm, his farm. Yeah, he was Bro like, was I'm like, going I'm to work for WWE. And then they were like, actually, this is going to work out. Yeah. Um, and they let Not him this time Bischoff. And then they brought in Bruce Pritchard to replace him. And then they were also like not happy with Paul Heyman's Raw. And we're like, actually, Bruce is going to run Raw as well. And uh, all of the boys who had been let go or had kind of walked away from those positions for a while all wormed their way back in the last just couple of years. Because John Laurinaitis was not around all that time. And then all of a sudden, uh, after Nick Khan made his way back and Triple H uh, was... Um, no longer in the head of talent relations position uh, or in that EVP role at talent relations, then that's when John Laurinaitis came back. But mm-hmm. again, this was like all of those, that whole kind of, all of those boys who had been Vince's like right-hand men for that whole decade, all through the 2000s, they weren't there in the 2010s. Uh-huh. And, and uh, uh, they came back like right at the start of this decade to like resume their shit and... 
right back to the same old Man. shit. It's crazy. Speaking of Nick Khan, what is the timeline on Nick Khan? Nick Khan started last year, right? Uh, 2020, I want to say. Whatever okay. the timeline, and it's crazy. Yeah. Nick, Nick Khan starting in 2020, possibly, and and ascending to co-CEO in that time. Is in wild. two years. Uh, Especially when you've listened to his story, and he was like, I was an usher at WrestleMania 9. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's... You talk I about, mean, but uh, when you find out who his homeboy is, when he's, yeah. he's homeboy. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. It's with Dwayne Johnson. Like, mm-hmm. this makes sense. Like, they probably calculated it. Like, you know, eventually. Uh, so- Rock was, like, telling him, like, hey, it's, it's lit out there. Like, if you go in there, you know, get your shit off, like, you could be up there. And look, hey, if, if co-CEO now. If all of a sudden Rock is, is like, yeah, 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 I'll be there for WrestleMania. All Bruh. of a sudden, I'm, I'm going to be on the floor laughing. <laughs> I'm going to cry. If the Rock is tomorrow, like, yo, I'm showing up at WrestleMania. WrestleMania LA, what's up? I got y'all. I'm Hollywood, like, I'm here. Whatever. So, <laughs> hey, like I said, there to me has always been kind of weird timing with, with Rock stuff, right? Because right. as I mentioned, it was like, hey, I, I'm not saying it was the direct reason, but it always has been odd to me that The Rock just decided to return to wrestling a year after Shawn Michaels retired mm-hmm. and missed <laughs> Shawn Michaels' entire uh, return to pro wrestling from yeah. 2002 till 2010. Missed that whole eight years, but then all of a sudden was like, yeah, I think I could do this I'll again. I'll come back. Yeah. yeah. Um, no Shawn around? Done yeah, deal. Uh, it, but yeah, very interesting. Not only is he co-CEO, we have Steph as co-CEO. Um and trips is back. Trips is back in uh, talent relations. Uh, oof! What a twenty-four hours! <laughs> what a twenty-four hours! It happened so quickly. Um, so I, I want to let everybody know that we are always, always, always taking your super chats, your humper chats. I know that this is a topic that you all want to super and hump, so we can uh, make sure that you uh, get your word in. Uh, we've got a few right now. Super chats. Let's see. We got RH says for creative, this means nothing to me. Vince right. will be running it in exile, uh, as well as any <laughs> other facet he chooses. He is still the majority shareholder. He Bro, is still the majority <laughs> shareholder. That is true. Stephanie's um, going to be like, "Stop texting me, Dad. We are not. We do not need your input. Leave I mean, these texts alone." He's probably going to send a letter in the mail. Actually, big that's letter of like his <laughs> creative he, notes. You're like, "What the fuck is that?" Vince strikes me as a voice texter. He's he's <laughs> definitely a voice texter. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Stephanie, uh, I, put Roman out there again against Brock. Call up Brock. I, I think the thing that um, that more than anything changes is, and maybe it'll take a minute to feel comfortable doing it, but the first time somebody feels comfortable doing it, it's a done deal. And what I mean is, look, motherfuckers get to tell Vince no. Right. And, the, and like at the end of the day, Vince could text and say, hey, fix this on the show, and they'll be like, no. Nah. No. Mm-hmm. 
Stephanie, when she gets to tell him no for the first time ever, besides the two times of the yeah. other gross ones we heard about. You know. I mean, yeah, she told him no a few times. Yeah, yeah, besides those other very, very obvious no's. Yeah. <laughs> but then to straight up just be like, uh, he gets the text, hey, are you listening? Mute. Like, at that point, or block. Like, at that point. New phone. <laughs> new phone, who this? You um, know what's funny, really quick, that uh, they call us AEW shills, right? Mm-hmm. But our most popular episodes are WWE centered across the board every time. Like anytime there's releases, then everybody's like, "What are these guys going to?" Like, what? 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 I I just don't get it. That's it. That's all I wanted yeah. to say, real quick. Hey, um, uh, hmm. Brent says, uh, <laughs> "Can't decide if WWE <laughs> is either the apartment or on fire gift from Community or the world without lawyers uh, gift from The Simpsons or maybe a little bit of both." Uh, I, I don't. Th- this I don't. I don't think this is as crazy for the people internally in WWE as it seems. I don't think like it's like oh my god the building's on fire because I think they've been in place for this for a while. Even beyond, so? the, I, even beyond I, this I, month, I think it's always kind of been like, I mean, if it, he's at the top, but there's still a whole team that does everything that could just continue to do what they do without being like, okay, now we got to take it over to grandpa. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think they've been kind of like building this machine with Nick Khan probably has internally been like, this is my party over here, building this machine of people to kind of get this thing going well, eventually when he was gone, you know? The piece I find most interesting is that, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who are kind of salivating at the idea that Kevin Dunn could be out. Right. Uh, And um, well, what's interesting to me is that uh, only if he has some shit. um, Well, that's the thing is, you know, black and gold NXT was very much a machine that for a while was working to get Hunter's regime in place to um, to eventually work toward taking over. That you know they wanted to shoot the show a little bit differently. They wanted mm-hmm. to try all these different things, and Hunter had kind of his right hand people. And Ooh, it was like, his thirsty homeboy trying to get back. That's why his thirsty homeboy stopped oh. being thirsty earlier this week. He's like, oh, I see, my boy's back. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> it's not really that hot. <laughs> Actually, Yo, it's not really that hot over there. Did, it's kind of whack. Did you see Dax call him out on that? He was I like, did. yeah, I know your homie's back in, 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 in power, so I know what this really is. Yeah, no, like, we know what it's about. We know what's going on here. Yeah. No, uh, no. But Brian, I think it's... Brian been out on these Twitter streets looking real, <laughs> looking real mixy. <laughs> I think it's interesting, though, that, uh, you know, for a long time, WWE had uh, kind of two directors in place, right? They had mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Dunn was the longtime director. And then Tim Walbert was the director behind him. And Tim Walbert, um, you know, he had been directing for a long time for WWE. Uh, And I think pretty much as late as like 2017, he was always seen as a guy who could take over for Kevin Dunn in the event that Kevin Dunn was done because uh, Tim Walbert knew the company since like back at WrestleMania 9. Mm Mm-hmm. I think WrestleMania 9 will come up a lot on this show, especially because it's the show that uh, pissed Reg off the most. But, uh, <laughs> son of a bitch, I've never recovered, Terry. I've never liked you since then, and I'll never like you again, you know, for obvious reasons. But Tim Walbert was there a long time. I bring up that name because, uh, as much as he was for years seen as kind of a successor to Kevin Dunn, he's AEW's director now. Um, to this day, uh, right now, he took over for um, Keith Mitchell. 
Uh, and at the moment, Tim Walbert is the guy who directs Dynamite and Rampage week to week. So who's uh, Kevin Dunn's young boy, do you know? And that, that's what I'm curious about is uh, they probably have had somebody, I imagine, who could be geared up to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, are they as tenured as Tim? No. No, definitely not. Uh, so, so that's that's the piece that is kind of like um, regime changes, as far as that's concerned, could mean a lot. Yeah. Um, I know that having worked in corporate environments before, when there's been major regime changes at the top, and this is the first time that WWE has ever had one to this ever. <laughs> The dominoes do fall eventually. Like it doesn't happen right. immediately, but the dominoes do start to to fall, and you start to see pieces and people kind of find their way out. It happens everywhere you look. Um, I guess the the piece that some uh, Vince loyalists can kind of take solace in is the fact that yeah, Stephanie's running it. It's his daughter. Right. Um, yeah. I heard from a wrestler this week who said, uh, I don't feel great about hunter and stephanie taking over simply because uh there's no way they didn't know all of that stuff was taking place uh oh yeah no way beforehand and so as far as this wrestler was concerned they're like nah, they're accomplices and all of that mm-hmm. so uh, um well i mean since we're gonna speak to that let's get into it let's get into steph's uh opening smackdown last night um, that is going to look really bad that in was I think. I think thirsty. I, so <laughs> her her giving the announcement and, you know, looking like she was seemingly tearing up during it was uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 it was uncomfortable. <laughs> and then the, the thank you Vince chants were pretty much par for the course for a WWE crowd. I expected no less. But right. then her... Uh, then, hold up. Let, let me say, though, it's a reminder of how scripted that environment like really yes. is. Like, she it, got the thank exactly you That's exactly what chance. I was going to say. She, she was like, no, we, do, we dictate what you guys say, so stop saying it yeah. so you can do it when I say it. Yeah, she got the thank you Vince chance, and she's like, uh, "That's later in the promo, <laughs> right?" No, it, it, like yeah. she, she couldn't like necessarily nah, pivot nah. and like adjust and like that. You know, it, it wasn't just like an organic thing. That she is had so it prepared disgusting. Speech, no, 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 no. you gonna get this work. You gonna get this work. Right. <laughs> you gotta wait. You gotta wait for that chance. We saw uh, WWE producing live and in living color right there for her to yeah. be like, "No, so, my, that's my that's my third line." You guys, let me get to it first. Yeah, so. <laughs> Then we get to her leading the chant, and I was just sitting there like, ah. and I, I I can't remember who tweeted it, but um, somebody was like, "Can you imagine another situation where someone uh, is accused of sexual misconduct, and that's surrounding their retirement, and then the company itself leads in a thank you chant?" And look, I but, can't envision that actually. Trump rallies. I mean, of course, pretty familiar for some reason. I can't put uh, my finger all the way on it. But man, just thinking about just like the last three weeks or so, the last month, and everything that's come out, and then to do that, it's like, mm, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's very weird, and ah, uh, uh, and look, I've seen a lot of people online saying 
look, he's done a lot of for, for wrestling. We should be saying thank you. I've seen fans that are appreciating him. I've seen wrestlers that are doing the thank you tweets. And that is true in without the context of the of the stuff that's coming out about him. Because mm-hmm. he does deserve thank yous for his work, but not after that stuff is coming out. You can't you can't say that stuff in a vacuum like that stuff is not happening. You can't just act like nothing is happening around this and nobody knows why he might possibly be retiring. Like you just you can't you can't live in this world where you control the narrative. <laughs> Look, let me say that uh, I mean, if you're I guess Braun Strowman, you can live in that yeah. world. But uh, as far as thanking Vince is concerned guys maybe you don't know this about me because i've been i forget that this show is less than a year old uh but i've been doing this a long time one of my favorite shows of all time is the cosby show seen every episode oh boy we're going with this (laughs) i think you know where i'm going with this yeah it's one of my favorite shows and there are times where I sit around thinking about some of my favorite episodes and thinking about how much that show helped shape who I am as a human today. Yeah, your whole your whole your whole point of being in the world is, is being a dad. Like so <laughs> yeah. just, just, No, are you kidding know. me? When my kids get in trouble, I think about um uh, about Vanessa and going out for big fun. Right and uh and, to go have big fun. <laughs> yes with ruckus. <laughs> Look, I have seen my favorite Cosby Show episodes a million times. First episode of season five. Amazing. That said, you didn't see me as that man was being hauled off to jail being like, thank you, Bill. Thank you did you. it. Oh, you my did. God. I can't believe what you did for the sitcom genre. Thank you. No, you're like, yo. Yeah, that would have been Yeah, yeah no, get crazy. that motherfucker out of here. All like, this old man out of here, bro. <laughs> like, that would have been wild. Like... <laughs> I recognize or imagine a building full of people being like, thank you, Bill Cosby. That'd be wild, bro. You'd be like, no, there were people. But the problem was there were people outside the courthouse who were like, nah, Bill, you know, but like, here's the thing. People can't separate their entertainment from. I mean, some homie just got a lot of jail time and people are still people are still going to play his songs at their wedding and they don't care. Like he got convicted (laughs) and you're still going to step in the name of love at your (laughs) wedding. They don't they're not going to stop. Hey, Happy people. I'm listen, saying. Yeah, listen, I'm from, I'm from Chicago, and I would just I I would like to throw this out for people. Even before the stuff came out, I thought "Step in the Lane of Love" was kind of corny. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. I thought that shit was corny. I don't know. I I I've never been that big of an R. Kelly fan, and he's from this city. And I've heard tons of stories before the allegations came out. We've been dude dude was nasty. Yeah, in this city. yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking well, of jumping out the a, window for a, jumping out the window, I feel the same way about the Cosby shot. I, re, I never really, I never really got it. Oh, really? Was, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't for me. Oh man, Not see, I wanted to be Theo so bad. Not <laughs> a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a different world. On the other hand, wait, I love wait, a different world. Different I think it's great. Yeah, wait, it's a great I, wait a minute. We're not going to just gloss over him saying I wanted I to be Theo so bad. Theo was cool as hell. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel Theo, it. Theo, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, which season of Theo? Because when, when Theo became Theo. a teacher, I was like, all right, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I mean, it was like, I'd say middle of the series, Theo, when he like started sporting the high top fade, he got the earring, which, come on. Um, 
<laughs> and like Bill was like, or uh, Cliff, Cliff was so disappointed in him getting the earring, and he's like, "What did you get tagged or something?" You know, I look that show like shaped the hell out of me. I I think I got uh, just a lot <laughs> of <be> Theo. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of my like family values from that show, right? But at the same time, um, my mom, I've told the story on RBR, have not told the story on Grapsity. Um, my mom lived across the hall when she was, uh, so my mom was an aspiring actor. She lived in LA for a while, mm -hmm. uh, lived in New York also. Uh, but my mom lived across the hall from, um, a woman who was a victim of Bill Cosby's in the seventies. My mom knew at the time. And so, uh, when we would sit around and watch the Cosby show, my mom would always get really eye-rolly about that. And anytime there was like a big moment of Cliff's where he had like a, a big great dad moment, my mom would always go, that dirty ass man. And like, you know, she was, she knew, right? Like my mom would always talk about um, how you can't trust that man, that Bill Cosby, you know, he'll sell you Jell-O pudding pops and Kodak film. But at the end of the day, that man was not to be trusted. Ooh. And so, but it was one of those things where like, you've heard Vince stories forever, mm -hmm. right? There's, there's been little stories. There's always been a little chatter, but until you kind of saw it all come together as one major thing of like, um, actually there's multiple people and there, and all of these stories that keep coming out about Vince, whether it's, um, Rita Chatterton or whether it was, uh, the woman in the tanning salon in 06, every time these stories keep coming out, they're all really consistent. Uh, right. And then that's when you start to realize, nope, there's a pattern of behavior here, that these aren't isolated stories. And uh, and that's when you realize, now nah, we got to get that motherfucker out of here. And that's yes, how it was with Bill Cosby too, right? Where it was like, okay, you're starting to hear isolated stories here and there, but it's when the stories start to form a pattern mm -hmm. that you're like, okay, um, we've got an issue here. Like another one was R. Kelly, right? Like R. Kelly, mm -hmm. people made jokes about R. Kelly for ages, right? Like I remember Ari Spears had the, I'm the world's greatest. Yeah, statutory. statutory yeah, yeah, you know, that yeah. was, mm -hmm. we, we, you know, he had that back in the day, mm -hmm. but um, people had their jokes, people had all of that, but what- mm -hmm. uh, When he, when the Leah came out, there were jokes. So yeah, since 1994, people, it's been people weird. People were making jokes forever but it wasn't until again you start to see a pattern and then um, you're like yeah well oh. when that documentary came out that that really yeah killed documentary like, pretty much killed me go. I, I feel like when you put serious music behind anything and you let people like actually talk then people like listen to it they really like, listen nah, nah. when you was talking before i didn't hear you but you got the serious yeah, music that, behind that, and that i could watch it on netflix if i could watch it on netflix then i'm in like, this I'm is literally in. what happened with flair we talked about this yeah. that uh yeah. with flair it was a case of uh Rick Flair was telling stories. He, Rick Flair himself, told all these stories. Yeah, and when people were just like, "That's our Rick," and mm -hmm. then you start to hear it from a woman's perspective, and you're yeah. like, "So is there is there a new Flair documentary coming out?" Because I keep getting ads for it every time I get on YouTube. Yeah, no, Conrad. Like, yeah, he's yeah. doing his he's doing his due diligence. Peace mm -hmm. to him. Um, I think there's a documentary <laughs> attached to uh, there's a documentary attached to his last match and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. And so that's what that is. Yeah, um, and so. We have uh, another super chat um, to live by genetic jackhammer, die by genetic <laughs> jackhammer. I mean, well, you'll have more time to work out. Hey, uh, Raphael said, did Phil tell y'all about his new favorite hey. female MC? Hey, man, I don't know what that is. 
I don't have nothing to do with that. Uh, I don't know what that is, bro. I seen it, and I was like, what's that, bro? It's, it's just like when people were tweeting all of that stuff about Homegirl on NXT. I'm like, I don't know who that is. Well, who's uh-uh. that? <laughs> Whatever who's you that? guys are talking about, I don't want to know about it. I, I actually want to know. What is this about? God. Oh, the, whatever that uh that that video of homegirl that was saying, you know, the homegirl that was doing that. This is not this is not Atlanta. That's Atlanta. Blah blah blah. The white chick that was rapping it was trash. Like, nah, get that uh, out of here. She ripped off the the other video. No, I think it was the same video. I think I don't know. Whatever it was, it was trash. Okay. <laughs> Brent says on a positive note: Death Before Dishonor, Roosh versus Dragon Lee. Uh, what oh, wrestling timeline are we that living is, in? I don't. Uh, Tony Khan. I don't know how he got in this ROH bag, but he got it. So I'm sure we're going to talk about it more here today. But that is Chef's Kiss. It's going to be. I'll be reviewing it tonight, by the way. On uh, I'll be on the Fightful post show. Me and Denise Salcedo are reviewing. uh, I'll be on the live tweets. You know, getting my tweets off. Yeah, I'll be watching (laughs) it. Uh, And so uh, I don't know. I I used to like live tweeting, but uh, my son gets annoyed by it. So um on occasion i will you know post something about what i'm watching but for the most part uh <laughs> Billy tells really... you to get up off your phone like that's a good fan right there yo watch the show bro what you doing on your phone yeah I like yeah, it. yeah, yeah cool. that'll be billy if like yeah. uh if he sees me looking down during a match like, dad you're missing the match you're missing the match dude what yeah. are you watching <laughs> yeah so i if you notice over the last you're like billy years, i'm a professional this is my job <laughs> if you notice now over the last couple of years why uh i'll maybe have like two or three tweets a show that's really it it's like all right mm-hmm. commercial break i'll say something about the last segment but uh actively during the show i try to watch and billy's really looking forward to this one so uh he's been talking I mean, who about couldn't it be day. looking forward to this crazy show that they're about to do tonight <laughs> man jeez billy has um, only ever seen some people uh, ain't looking forward to it nobody cares about them billy's exposure to ring of honor in history has really just been clips of his favorite wrestlers that he sees on the Ring of Honor YouTube account of like, Dad, did you know Seth Rollins was in mm-hmm. Ring of Honor as Tyler Black? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I, I interviewed him at the time. But mm-hmm. uh, Flex. Uh, the other thing that Billy said uh, the other day that cracked me up was he was like, Dad, did you know Adam Pierce was a real wrestler? <laughs> Not a real wrestler. <laughs> Not a real wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Real wrestler. Yep, I like, remember yeah, like also interviewed him at the time. <laughs> but, Listen, uh, you, you, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got to come on, bro. Like, why do you, why do you just like throw stuff out there? Like, ah, oh, well, you know, I just happen to do that. Like, <laughs> I, I, said, I, said, I interviewed him at the time. Seven, Moving on, I, next book. Next, I've been I, podcasting I, I, seventeen years. Of course, like here's the thing. I used to have what I called the RBR rub, right? <laughs> that like we had, we would have wrestlers on the show, and then. Um, within like a year, they'd get signed by WWE. We're like, we had Tyler Black on. Um, he was Ring of Honor World Champion at the time. And then uh, all of a sudden now, that interview doesn't even make sense to people because who the hell is Tyler Black? No, that's Yo, Seth let's Rollins. talk about the Grapsity rub. Though. Yeah, but Somebody got the- who just got the Grapsity rub. <laughs> you, when you come on and your boy cut a promo <laughs> on you, your next match could be your best match. Shout out to the homie Baron Black getting his win. He this got his W, which you'll see after this I Monday. called him reverse Mayweather. He <laughs> uh, took this offense mo- to it. <laughs> this Monday um. on uh, on Dark Elevation. Watch Dark Elevation this week because Baron Black in his hometown of Atlanta, uh, they like let Atlanta do their thing. This Atlanta week. was like, yo, that was the most Atlanta show 
I know. I right? mean, just because you tweeted that thing earlier, we're like, they haven't had this is the first show without Cody. They're like, all right, first one without Cody. Let's get all the Atlanta shit we know and throw it on this show today. What's Jermaine Dupree's number? <laughs> <laughs> hey. I mean, no, you know what's funny is if you hadn't seen Dynamite, that's just like a funny joke, right? Right. Like, that's a good joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, they really found Jermaine no, Dupree's number. Jermaine Dupree was actually <laughs> It actually came down to the ring with Jay Cargill. <laughs> I love oh, it, man. man. Atlanta, baby. What a timeline. What, what, right what a weird Crazy. timeline. This I mean, is even the we, weirdest timeline <laughs> ever. When you even think about the fact, like, Lil Scrappy was doing a rap battle last night, and I was watching it because I watched it late because I, I got up later and watched it. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there watching it at, like, 2 in the morning, and I was like, man... Lil Scrappy is on, w, is on AEW television, and Cody Rhodes is back over there, mm-hmm. and Vince is gone. What? This I know, is weird. right? Yeah, no, weird. it was all very weird. Um, I have to say though, uh, shout out to uh, to Max Caster for uh, I, I've been tweeting about it. I'll tweet it every time now, but every time he includes a gun line in his mm-hmm. tweets, I'm he did always, like two. Yeah, yeah, he two included a couple one. in there. Yeah, yeah, two. He said, only time I own a... He said, this rap battle is the only time I own a gun. Mm-hmm. And that was like... I love that it. That was good. That I was appreciate good. appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciated that. Um, they let him get his shit off in that battle, too. They're they like, yeah, no, uh, go ahead. You can get a little bit more than your I, I will say him. that they also let Austin Gunn kind of do his thing a little bit. I wasn't feeling the yeah. homophobia. But yeah. I'll say that... Uh, yeah, I could have done without the whole thing, honestly. But you know me. Uh, well, my thing is the the thing I felt most about the um, the Austin Gun stuff, and uh, never mind. It did. Uh, That's just trash. Ready. Okay, yeah, let's go with I the mean, uh, super yeah, chat. The, the the rap battle was better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I, I I was I was definitely side eyeing when I saw it. I was like, uh, this I did cool. love the. My reaction is when they shot to West Side Gun after it was all over. That's <laughs> yo, <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> Yeah, that was very unintentionally funny. <laughs> I was that like, was that's hilarious. Yeah, that, that's perfect. That defines this whole thing right there. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, let's see. Srilan X says, uh, will Hunter try to get his old NXT team back? Um, I could see, uh, and I saw some people tweet this earlier. I could see a number of the people who got released over the last Gabe, few years. Gabe might be able to get a job again. Who haven't been signed again yet. I could see a lot of them getting their jobs back. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been throwing out, like, Tegan's name, right? Of, like, you know, she was uh, she was one of Hunter's people who got called up and let go. But, you know, Hunter's up there now. <coughs> and uh, could that be one of those people who... They were saying a lot of, like, are there people that signed over the AEW? Are they going to go back now because Hunter's in charge? And Manson, I'm like, eh, you know, you never yeah, know. they could. You never uh-huh. know. Um, so, <coughs> yeah, yeah that's I think he'll things. try and sign some people back, especially because he's in talent relations now. It'd be one right. thing if he was just back in NXT, but in talent relations, I can see him signing some He's a He's a top dog over there. Yeah. So yeah, I, I could see that as well. Like he's gonna be the one to be like, "Hey, this is Triple H. Sorry to tell you, bud, uh, we're gonna have to let you go." Uh, no, you, it's you, the you, game. When, when you do the Hunter impression, you have to give it more of a. Uh, you, you, I don't know why he does the thing with the syllables where he 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 tries to to talk like this. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> and, and they'll say, and my favorite one is when he talks about the WWE because he always said WWE. Uh, <laughs> 
I've worked on my Hunter impersonation for years. Um, so uh, we got a Humper chat. Van Twinblade says, no Glory Pro changes from last week. Uh, Zero. So left just to put together a WWE is burning mix. I'll start. <laughs> uh, burn, motherfucker, burn by Bloodhound Gang. Uh, burning down the Oh, he was serious. <laughs> yeah, he was like, no, I'm get, really getting my mix off. Um, burning down the house by Talking Heads. Uh, all downhill from here by Newfound Glory. Add more, please. Uh, burn, like... baby, burn. It's going Inferno. <laughs> Are there new songs? Like, do people make new songs besides, like, the roof is on fire. We don't we need no water with this motherfucker burn. Like, are there new songs? I mean, like, all I got for it is memes, man. I've been like, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I, I had, uh, I think I've had in my drafts pretty much since the story uh, came out of, you know, dude at the funeral with the, just to show up to stuff. Yeah. Sure that... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So, wow. yeah, look, uh, so going back to the original point, um, mm-hmm. As far as thanking Vince is concerned, yes. I understand why. I understand that as far as, especially if you only started watching wrestling in the last 20 years, I fully understand the need to feel like you owe your wrestling fandom to Vince McMahon because you likely right. do. And mm-hmm. the same deal. I probably owe my fandom of sitcoms to Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. And um, who knows? Uh, probably not me because of my age, but one of my siblings was probably conceived to some R. Kelly music, right? Like, I fully understand that uh, there's a lot of things that... I mean, I could admit that I've been watching wrestling for 30 years and it's because Mystic Man had a TV show that showed wrestling, you know? Yeah. Um, No, I mean, I've always said that I started with with WCW, that I am more of a product of uh, the fallout of Jim Crockett promotions than anything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as you can see, there's a WWE championship right here there is an undisputed title right that's called kind of wwe memorabilia back there there is a spinner belt right here and look i even got the wwe logo up right it doesn't even spin um i've got i've got a summer i've got it locked in place um but i can see it Uh, no, nah, nah, it's serious business up in here. It can't be uh, spinning. Like really it doesn't. Well, look, I was about well, to say, no, nah, how you going to have a spinning belt that don't spin? Like, what, uh, what do you cause, mean? It's because when it sits on the shelf, so the WWE logo is top heavy, right? Because it, it goes up like this. So if I remove the lock, it basically falls into an M. Uh, uh, you don't want it to be it, the Miz belt. It's a, it always, that's what it does by default. And mm-hmm. so. In order to have an upright WWE logo, I've had to, to lock it in place. But I do have that. I've got a SummerSlam chair. Next to that is a Royal Rumble chair. This is a Royal Rumble poster right here. WrestleMania poster. Mm, sounds Vengeance. like your WWE show to me. I don't know. Yeah, man. Look at this. Uh, and those are just – and the funny thing is all of this comes from events I've been to. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people are always like, oh, Will's always at AEW events. Yeah, I've been to like 14 AEW events. I've been to like 70 WWE events. Right. Uh, so it would take years for me to catch up to that. Um, there are figures all the, all around here. Like I get it. I absolutely get that. Um, I I won't count the big gold here as a Vince thing because even though it mm-hmm. ended with him, that's a NWA belt that became a WCW belt. That's it. Like I said, I actually get it. I get why you feel a certain way about um, condemning Vince, but I think. You have to think of your fandom as a whole. Right. Uh, and that it wasn't just Vince McMahon that you loved. 
It was the wrestlers that you loved as well. And then you have to start thinking about the environment that some of these wrestlers were in. That the fact that even one wrestler, let alone multiple wrestlers and people who worked behind the scenes have said that, uh, or have been, had inappropriate things happen to them. Even if it was just one, that's a problem. But the fact that it's been multiple, that to me says, that's enough for me to be able to at least wash my hands of the thanks. Right. um, Yeah, that's how that, that's how that Gerald Briscoe tweet came off. Like he he was like, oh, you jabronis need to be thanking him. And then right after he was like, oh, well, by the way, you know. What I was actually, I I mean, but I was not trying to say. It's like, (laughs) all right, all right, man. Like you could have, you could have led with that first tweet. Um, and I, again, like I get wanting to say thank you to the dude, but the timing ain't, ain't in your favor, bro. Not the right and, time. and speaking of sitting here looking at it, like you do have a SummerSlam chair next to you. SummerSlam is next week. <laughs> like, yeah. It's completely like time. overshadowed SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, and I mean, hey. Whose headliner first, dipped when he heard the news? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, listen. So I, that, that story hit, and um, I have to. The story was careful in its wording and that it never actually said, and, and Louis Dangor pointed this out too, but uh, uh, that none of the story said that Brock Dangor. wasn't gone or that Brock was not returning. It yes. never said that uh, Brock, what, like the way it worded was exactly what actually happened. That he walked out. That he walked out after mm-hmm. hearing the news. He came back. But uh, bro could have just went to go get a man, steak real people, quick and came back. People are running with this as a look. We got them. We got the dirt sheets. We worked the dirt sheets. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, man! So it's, uh, it's, what's, what's the uh, what's the Buster Baxter went away? Then he came back. Big Brock Lesnar went away <laughs> and he came back. <laughs> <laughs> that um, that everybody backstage just said that like Brock's run in at the end was not in the script, but it was. But at least the script was kind of formulated in a way where you could add Brock in and send the fans. So they didn't falsely advertise. They're like, oh, we need this for 30 seconds. So that advertisement can be true, Brock. Please show up. I I think people that do that, that do the whole, ah, you dirt sheets got it wrong. I think people that do that are weird. And it's it's funny every time they do it. It's because, like, look, it's not that the news was wrong because he probably did leave. And boy, if the speculated reasons uh, for the reasons he left are true. Oof. Um, but no, he probably did leave, but that didn't mean he wasn't coming back because the whole time in the news article I wrote, I read, it said they were trying to get him back. So right. what I read it as, okay, well, they talked him into coming back. Um, that didn't mean that the story wasn't true. Um, and then people tried to dunk on Cultaholic for saying that there were plans to bring in Goldberg. That doesn't mean that that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. That just means they don't have to do it now because Brock is back. Um, that doesn't mean that they weren't trying to reach out to Goldberg. Yeah. You know, the weird thing, too, is that I saw people coming at Sean, and they were like, uh, now he got this Brock Lesnar story wrong, and he got the MJF story wrong. And I keep trying to come back to people and, and remind them, point to me where Sean got the MJF story wrong. Yeah, which part? I, I keep. Part? I don't want to I wonder what, I mean, understand why I I know what that. people think, uh, because one particular guy who will never be named on this show um, – had a report and i specifically told this person your report is incorrect i told him straight i have screenshots of saying hey just so you know your report's incorrect you like 
uh, it's probably in your best interest to uh, not run that. And he replied to me that uh, I suppose if I do my impression of his voice, everybody's going to know who it is. So I'm not going to do that. Uh, and I do a really good impression of this person. But um, <laughs> he replied that uh, uh, that his his story was right. And uh, I said, OK, if you're that confident in it, I hope you're willing to walk it back when more details come out and you find out that it's not correct. And uh, he was basically just like piss off, right? And so um, I noticed I still see people citing that story, quoting that story, and think that that story is, is the truth. And uh, I just, as a reminder, point to me one piece of that story that Sean actually got wrong. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I, I I do think it goes with WWE's tendency to uh call out the media as much as they can. Right. And but again, that's why that whole running with this, you know, then now and forever and adding together at the end, like we're in this together. No, we ain't in this together. Y'all are in, in this, this by yourselves as a corporation. Yeah, like, I, definitely. I, I, I watch for my entertainment. I'm not in this with y'all, bro. <laughs> like <laughs> we are not this. in this together, bro. I'm not in this. Jake Salazar says Austin Gunn won that rap battle on the Lashley sister line. No, I'm sorry, he did not. But when you basically dress up like Medea and get flamed about it, you kind of lose. Um, I think we nah, all. Nah, but then here's the thing: Max Caster had the comeback about the reality show that nobody watched that Austin Gunn was on. Uh, um, I like rap battles, so no more rap battles on wrestling shows, even with wrestlers that can rap. Thanks. I mean, look, I I don't think this was as good as New Day versus Usos. I think that's that's up here somewhere. Uh, I no, come on, Day, come on. No, no, no. I thought New come Day versus on. Usos had good burns, but it didn't feel like a real rap battle to me because it felt like... Keep all of it. I, I mean, even the New Day and Uso one, I'm like, I, if you like battle rap, you're like, I don't want... Ugh. But it's I, I know, like, like, nobody's expecting it to be, like, URL. Like, that's why on. I don't no, want to see it. That's what I was saying. That I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like Max's raps, especially toward the end, felt closer to actual battle raps than the whole just kind of like the John Cena style of saying a line, wait mm-hmm. for the crowd reaction, Ooh. say a line, wait for the crowd reaction. Say, like, awesome. you know, that that's not the way rap battles actually work. No, so, I mean, no absolutely kinda, not. Sometimes. But I, I, I will say that, like I said, I do think that that segment was better than I expected it to be because when I saw Austin Gunn, I was like, mm. and... <laughs> It was better than I thought, but he didn't win that rap battle, fam. Like when when it got to the end and uh, Max was hitting him with all the, all the punchlines, he lost. Yeah. He lost, fam. Like <laughs> nah, when he started when he started choking, nah, he, he lost. Yeah. Buddy. yeah. Uh, Jesus Garcia says, "Doesn't Triple H have Jeremy Borash uh, to uh, eventually?" Oh, take Jeremy Borash is there. Um, okay. I mean, has Jerry, Jeremy Borash ever done like the the full on directing of the show though? I think in Impact, maybe, no, because the homie was there the whole time, huh? Um, I mean, Keith I don't Mitchell. know the whole time, but Keith Mitchell was in Impact for a long time. I uh, think he was just always, like, the director of, like, the backstage, like, promos. and Yeah, and stuff, stuff like that, yeah. but, like, directing the live show. I, I don't, don't know, know if he ever directed the whole thing, yeah. But I don't know. I, I like them. I'm, I would actually take uh, an answer He'd be a good choice. That. Yeah, he would be. Um. Corey said that was a pure WWE propaganda segment. Nasty. Yeah. Uh, Jake Salazar a... said that's peak Boston, though. 
crap hole town. That's why the Red Sox lost 29 to 5. I saw Yo, that the Red Sox got dragged, bro. I don't know My what the hell God. happened. Uh, wow, Jake, you not feeling Boston, huh? Um, well, this is not the week for you, by the way, because like SmackDown was in Boston, but then tonight Ring of Honor is in Lowell, Massachusetts, and then Wednesday Dynamite is in Worcester, Massachusetts, which is only thirty minutes outside of Boston. Wow. This is a Massachusetts week. And then WWE's in Georgia next week when AEW was just in Georgia. I'm like, you guys oh, are yeah. just go covering the same ground here at this point. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, they're running a lot of the same arenas now too, so that's what's going to be interesting. Is like. Uh, when AEW's in Cincinnati in a couple of weeks, that's the same venue that WWE just ran a few weeks ago. Mm. Uh, and same with Quake by the Lake in Minneapolis. That's the same arena WWE just ran. Like now mm. we're starting to see that like there's certain places where they're uh, where they've got their kind of exclusive homes. But in a lot of places, they're running the same arenas now. Wow. Uh, so it's going to be fascinating like i know when it doesn't uh, even feel like it was like that with wcw it felt like they were like exclusively in different like if they went to the same area they were in different places but here it's like no we're in the same we're about to be over there in three weeks bro pull up as i know when uh uh because they're supposed to be in buffalo i think september 7th AEW is and that's the They've never run Buffalo, but they're running the venue that Amen. WWE. They better, better, better. He was just in the front row cooking this time, but they, Buffalo, they New York, be right you better have Buffalo, West Side bro. Gun on TV saying something, doing something, wrapping somebody to the ring, doing something. You have to. If you don't, you're missing a huge opportunity. Yeah, he is never going to let you guys forget it. No, you're done he, here. He's been he's been waiting to to yeah. do something. He has been, bought so many front row tickets. You can't even. You can't come almost on, as many as Will Washington. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> like him and uh, Washington Buff- neck and neck. Buffalo is is interesting because uh, that is where like all of the Stricklands are from. That whole mm. side of the family is like my dad's from Buffalo. My dad was originally born in Buffalo, um, and all of my dad's siblings are Stricklands. He's actually the only Washington of his siblings. I take that back. He had one sibling who died as an infant. Um, and guess what his name was. William Washington. Mm. Um, so there's that. Uh, but other than that, all my dad's siblings are all Stricklands, and they all live in Buffalo, New York. So that's a little thing. They're, they would all come out for that. Uh, let's see. Smiley. Just waiting for Reg to say it. Tracy. I was reading the thing to see what she said. I don't know what she wants. Morning, boy. Stopping by to say, hey, I'm going to go day drink now. Reg, God. Tracy. Speaking of of Smiley, um, I was walking back home the other day. I went and grabbed something to eat. And she texted me out of blue and was like, where are you? And I was like, I don't know, getting something to eat. And she was like, I think I just drove by you. And I was like, probably. I don't know. How many fields of life are there out there? And she was like, oh, were you here? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, I just drove by you then. And I was like, mm-hmm. shout out to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Chicago, man. Uh, let's see. We got a uh, D-Lo Diggs says, uh, sup, fellas. On my way to a seminar down in Omaha with Mike and Maria. Hey, oh, nice. those, are, those are close friends of mine. Um, says, man, this week alone uh, makes me uh, <laughs> want to tranquilo touch grass and put my toes in sand yeah shout out to d shout out to mike and maria shout out to everybody in that that's uh that's dope 
Um, Jennifer says, uh, sorry for missing last week. Sending love and light. Keep shining, gents. Thank you, Jennifer. We Thanks, Jennifer, as always. Uh, let's see. The... Uh, Anwar says, much love to y'all and everyone watching. What is your Mount Rushmore of tag team wrestling? Uh, uh, Mount Rushmore of tag team wrestling. Young Bucks, duh. Easy one. Um, okay, I have mine. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my four. Okay, mine's are Bucks, the Dudley Boys, um, Harlem Heat, and the Hardy Boys. So I still believe that tag team wrestling, um, tag team wrestling had its personalities and it's, uh, it's, uh, it had its personalities and its talents, but I feel like it didn't have its style to me till the last decade. Um, and I know that there's Ooh, a lot of people who look, for that, but I know there's a lot of people who will go, well, what about the tag team wrestling of the eighties? And it's like, yeah, there was again, the personalities, but I still feel like, um, the matches to me didn't become what they are today till just the last decade. And so and who did like, that? And so I'm going to give credit Ooh, not to the fully to the young bucks, <laughs> but a team that came before the bucks. So to me, I'm going to say the Mount Rushmore of the modern era of tag team wrestling are as follows. The Motor City Machine Guns. I know you're going to say that. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, yes, the Young Bucks. But you know what? Right next to the Young Bucks goes the Usos. And right next to them comes the New Day. Right. And to me, that... Uh, those are the teams that defined what the modern era of tag team wrestling is. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put Usos on my uh, Mount Rushmore over the Hardys. That's kind of crazy. Um, I I feel like the Hardys, the Hardys to me were the. Uh, I feel like they. Yeah, I suppose it would probably be the Hardys in place of the Usos for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say, like, they kind of helped lay the groundwork for the modern era of tag team wrestling. Right. And so that we could get to where we are. Because everybody who uh, I mentioned kind of grew up on the Hardys and, and styled after the Hardys. But I feel like Hardy the Hardys, boys. The Hardys <laughs> you know, Edge of Christian and Hardys and the Dudley Boys is considered, like, you know, a, a phenomenal era of tag team wrestling as well. But it's for the most part, a relatively short one. Like, you know, the Hardys, Edge and Christian, and Dudley Boys had their first match together, what, 2000, right, uh, as far as the three teams are concerned. Edge and Christian broke up. Yeah, 2000. Edge and Christian broke up in 01. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's it. I, I know, like, at that time, things felt like they were moving a lot slower because we had Raw and SmackDown featuring kind of unique content featuring both guys. So two years of content felt like four years of content back then. Mm -hmm. um but relatively it was only like a year and a half <laughs> like it's right. not like we got a huge amount of time out of all of that yeah um, i mean but they're marcus yes their but, it, but it left a huge mark absolutely yeah, we, I mean, we have a pay-per-view named after one of what they did yeah of what they did so mm -hmm. uh what about you phil you didn't give yours uh i would say i would say motor city machine guns as well Motor probably. City. <laughs> probably Great Young match Bucks. the other day. 
Yeah, they did have a great match. Um, um, yeah, so Motor City Machine Guns, uh, uh, Young Bucks, New Day, and Hardy. So probably basically the same, <laughs> the same thing I said. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like the reason I was willing to put the Usos in there is really because of the fact that uh, they were a big part of, and even before the, the modern gimmick, I feel like the Usos really around 2014 figured themselves out as a tag team. They clearly watched a lot of New Japan and um, PWG and were a big part of bringing that style of tag team. A big part of doing the Young Bucks in WWE is making sure the Young Bucks do not get signed. Make sure those two brothers do not get signed because we're already doing that. Hey, look, they were about to get signed anyway. And I just realized because I'm wearing the Street Fighter shirt. Um, I buy all of those, by the way. Look, as a big Street Fighter fan, uh, anytime I see like good Street Fighter wrestling merchandise, I'm gonna get it. Hey man, um, who, who's that third guy next to the Young Bucks on that shirt uh, as well? Oh, who was that, also on the news this week? That, that's right. Uh, Fight mm. Select reported that uh, Kenny Omega is on his way back. That wrestlers have been informed. Um, I what does this to... mean? <laughs> uh, I poked around on that, and uh, I'll say that I didn't get a no. Um, and so, uh, mm. uh, there wasn't necessarily any confirmation, but usually I've always said that a, uh, a non-response is usually, uh, or a no comment, uh, is mm-hmm. usually a good confirmation uh, yeah. on certain things because had it not been true, I would have just gotten this straight up. Nah, it's false, but Mm-mm. wrong. Yeah. No comment. Ooh. Hey, man. Interesting. Uh, Kenny Omega. Uh, in addition to the rumors that you know, Punk will be back for All Out, in addition uh, to the fact man. that. Uh, I saw him with that boot on the other day, and I was like, ah. Oh, hopefully he got a boot. Yeah, he had, he had a walking boot on at, mm. at uh, Comic Con yesterday. Mm. But uh, <laughs> I, know that there's, I know there's hope. Brian but, Danielson is uh, coming back soon, too, right? Yeah, the, yeah, so there's hopefully. those three. Because, uh, you know, I was thinking, what could make this feel a lot like or anything like last year's All Out? That's a start. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think um, they're going to be able to top last year. Top no, last I, year no you can't top it. But as far as All Out being a show where just like, you know, a show, when you look at that All Out poster and see like just all of the stars on that show. And then on top of that, Brian and Adam Cole showed up. Uh and now we have even more on the card this year. Now it's kind of contingent also on Adam Cole returning too. So, cause like that, like the, the main event could be Kenny and the Bucks against Cole and Red Dragon, but like half of these uh, people are injured. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly's <laughs> going to be a while. That's what I'm saying. So like, that's yeah. not going to be the main event. What were they going to, what? Um, if I were writing it, I would do. The Bucks and Kenny versus Blackpool Combat Club. Mm. That to mm-hmm. me would be the dopest thing you could do. That would um, be pretty good. Yeah. Of like, I like it. Uh, you know, I would even set up the moment of, you know, kind of have Cesaro's there now. Like, have Cla- like having Claudio and Wheeler, like, kind of have their issues with the Bucks. And then the Bucks are like, well, we've just called in the reinforcements. You get Kenny and you get a big reaction. And then we're like, well, mm. we just called ours, Brian. And then it's like, oh, shit, this is going to be dope. That's yes. what I would do personally. I like it. But uh, listen to him, uh, Tony that, Khan. That, that's my, my fantasy booking there of 
That's a uh, sweet, sweet fantasy, as someone would say. <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> that I uh, feel like that was just like we just watched them become friends. Like I, I didn't know about you before this. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Hey, uh, a couple more. Uh, we got a big super chat. Thank you for to Jay who says um, I'm one hey, of yo. those waiting to see WWE post Kevin Dunn. The modern production is the main reason I no longer watch. As a big Bret Hart fan, they could present a carbon copy of Bret versus Austin at WrestleMania 13, and I'd turn my TV off in disgust because of the camera work alone. <laughs> Appreciate Seriously. the great work, Grapsity. Um, look, I. Yeah, that's I the agree. reason my wife can't watch anymore. She gets like dizzy from watching WWE television, mm-hmm. uh, where she will. She's told me time and time again that um, the it's the shaky cameras, it's the zoom ins, it's the uh, I get it. constant camera cuts. And again, like I said the other week, it's not like that stuff has been around forever. That stuff mm-hmm. that they started like ten years ago. Right. Uh, it's and, funny that everyone that's a lot of people's complaint but i've seen so much wwe that i don't even notice it half the time like i have to like see like a twitter clip of somebody being like look at these 1000 cuts and my brain doesn't be like there's a thousand cuts i'm just like that's how wwe is shot it's dumb i yeah. i will <laughs> say that uh it's like a cheesy all, action movie super cheesy not to get that's all chilly on you guys but uh aew is the primary reason i started really noticing like i noticed it but it mm-hmm. didn't start to bug me until i was watching more weekly programming on television that didn't have it mm-hmm. and so the more i was like watching dynamites and then watch it i mean even before rampage just i would watch a dynamite and then a couple of days later smackdown would come on and yeah. it's like night and day it was like oh shit like um i was so used to things a shot just kind of hanging on something and now i'm seeing a punch but in the middle of the punch it cut to another camera and then <laughs> my god forget somebody doing multiple punches because it's going to be cut 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 yeah and yeah. when uh, they were doing it on oscar's back fist the other day i was like uh, yeah, they got to come on with these camera cuts like a dj yeah. premiere song out this bitch all these damn cuts. oh my god man yeah. yeah i i think i think when i when i started taking a break and watching a lot of new japan i noticed how big of a difference the the production was and i was like mm-hmm. yeah this is they let Oof. moments live over there. Yeah, WWE well, I mean, is like, that... we got to produce that. I need to shoot it from over there. Let somebody from the crowd have a camera. Let them shoot. It's like, yo, why are you? I mean, that's that's the key here is that uh, the Vince, um, Vince's philosophy, and in a lot of ways, it's AEW's philosophy too, uh, but a lot of their guys haven't been kind of trained in the performance center for that. But uh, it's kind of what, and, and Red Velvet mentioned it in her interview with us as well, but it's a lot of, in WWE and uh, and in AEW to an extent, you work for the camera. Right. Uh, whereas in New Japan, you're working in the ring and you're working for the crowd, and the camera's just there to catch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's it's just different philosophies. It is. And I personally do prefer TV the, wrestling. The New Japan style, though, of watching or of filming for just filming what the or what the wrestlers are doing um, and not necessarily the wrestlers working for the hard cam, all of that. Mm-hmm. But I recognize that TV wrestling has become that. That uh, yeah, Like when you're but about that, to hit your finish, but you have to turn around. It's like That of, doesn't make it look, that's like, no, drop them right there. Why are you turning around? Like, uh, so <laughs> stupid. Well, and, and that's the thing is like, because uh, I've always hated that. I, mm-hmm. I feel like 
good example is John Cena because he wasn't doing that the whole time, but like John Cena would hit the AA, right? But like uh, for originally he would just get them on his shoulders, drop them. But then as time went on, he would start to get them on his shoulders, turn to the hard camera Mm -hmm. and then do it. And like, that's one of those, you know, Bianca is a product of the performance center because look, love Bianca as a performer. She's probably my favorite women's wrestler today. So I don't think I'm like knocking Bianca, but like there are times where I feel like the KOD could be so much more effective as a finisher she just hits but right the those times where she gets her opponent on her shoulders she has to walk to, them to the middle of the ring yeah, sometimes get in the middle of the ring, yeah. turn to the hard camera and then hit it and mm-hmm. i'm like oh that is that thing i hate about like the one the best ones are the ones she hit on dewdrop where she just like got dewdrop up and dropped her like right yeah. there like it looks more effective instead of like i have to walk them over here like uh, it's just formulaic yeah, and, and, and the rock did that for a while too but like the Rock's worst rock bottoms to me were always the ones where he would uh, lock the arm, turn to the camera, mm-hmm. and then hit it. But once he just started, it became more of a snap finisher where uh, somebody would throw a punch at him, he'd grab him, rock bottom, always way better. Because the guy <laughs> sitting there like a zombie <laughs> waiting is so Yeah, like, like anything where an opponent has to sit there on the shoulders and like... I'm not just going to climb down. I'm just going to sit here. Okay. No, 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 <laughs> oh I, I'm tapping the hell out of that left trigger. Get, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Drop me down. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of which, Reg, how have you been enjoying uh, 2K? It's very, I love that. You talked about it a little bit when you were talking about playing it. They've updated the controls. Cause I used to, I had, I think I played like maybe 2K 19, maybe 20. And it had got so complicated with like the mini games and like if you get an I legit for I didn't know how to kick out over there. Like there was like some kind of you had to like know, press right? A and like it was like what just dude I, I love this kick let out. Let me just man. mash buttons to That's kick it. out. That's let me all mash I need this to do. button and kick out. And they've done that. They simplified everything where it's not like first you press this button, then you gotta press a fucking Street Fighter worth of combos to like bro, what are you? <laughs> I just want to body slam somebody, and I love yeah. that they've done that. So it's, it's really a, it's I, a big I, I do love the simplified. Control. It is a, a just pick it up and play instead of like you have to learn a whole system of things. Like, dude, I just want to play. Like, I don't have time to do this. I so. love that counters are as simple as push the button that the other person pushed. Yes, like, if exactly. You push X at the same time that they pushed X, your X will counter their X. Yeah, if you push and, A at the same time that they pushed A, it's gonna counter their. The a. game is just insane. Like. uh a lot of people we know have done mo- motion capture, so like everything looks like awesome, and like it's like the counters and how fluid shit is. But I know I ha- people there's complaining, but like just like straight up like as a wrestling match, people doing moves, it looks really cool, you know. I have said my problem with motion capture is that if you get somebody who like is very clearly impersonating the guy, it mm-hmm. feels then I kind of get that uncanny valley feeling where like Austin doesn't feel like Austin because you could very much tell that it's not Austin. It's somebody right. doing Austin. Playing Austin. Yeah, mm-hmm. somebody playing Austin. And like I'm like, nah, they're trying too hard to do the walk. I can tell this mocap wasn't really him. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. like I can tell, right? Like I can right. absolutely tell the difference between who was clearly at the performance. And like all them NXT dudes, you can see that it is them. You can see <laughs> that, uh, that this is all stuff they filmed at the PC. Mm-hmm. But then you can tell who very much did not have the time to come do that shit and right speaking of video games i've been confused all week what is this why is there cats on my timeline what is this 
there's something called Stray, I think. There's a video game with the kid. You play a cat or something. Like, my whole timeline has been talking about this. Video you know, game. Bro. I don't know. <laughs> video game Twitter, they're on some this. weird shit. There's a game called Stray, and you play, like, a stray cat or something, mm-hmm. and you get into misadventures. I'm like, where do you guys – I thought Will Washington maybe could be on it, but I, mean, I guess not. He I'm not on it, but I know what it is. But, oh, okay. Uh... Yeah, I'm like, what is this? Why do people keep talking about this? Video games are so – like you could just make a video game out of anything at this point. If there's a video game about a stray cat, my bro, it's crazy out here. Hey, we got a couple more of these uh, of super chats. Orion Ben says Brock just ran out for cigarettes and came back. No, for real. Uh, He's like, I'm about to go get a drink. I'll be back, bro. What nah, y'all, what y'all, y'all worried y'all about? about? Vince is gone. Yeah. I need to, I need to get something to hold me over. Ryan Blade says Vince is finally facing consequences after years of stuffing a mansion full of skeletons. Uh, the worst part is that uh, this is just what we do know. Right. Oh, yeah, there's definitely stuff we do not know. And that's why I was like, yeah, I definitely feel like there's something else coming down the pipe. Um, mm-hmm. Man, if if there was some kind of montage of this, like a movie of Bob Costas sitting down at the at the bottom of Titan Towers, like uh, <laughs> like uh, when uh, Frank Lucas got arrested back in case and he's just sitting there by the car, yeah. he's like, yeah, come on in. I'm ready for that interview, interview mm-hmm. now, Vince. You come straight on in. Um, Maj hates all says in regard to the R. Kelly thing, the apologists were telling me, but he made ignition. He said, I don't right. care if he invented the engine, he nasty. <laughs> right. <laughs> Perfect example of Vince. He made WrestleMania, but like he also uh, did a bunch of awesome, awfully know, terrible. I, I don't know if ignition is the one you want to be putting your hat on. Like that's, <laughs> that's, the, the that's, that's the banger he made that you know that shuts all of that down. Like I don't think I don't know if ignition shuts down all of that. <laughs> um, now uh little controversy Derek gordon says ftr watched the show and y'all gonna leave them off look this is mount rushmore did i say greatest tag teams around today yeah no that's a different story that's a different story but as far as the teams what i was saying was laid the groundwork for the modern era of tag team wrestling i would put the briscoes on my list somewhere who did i say that was yeah because they like as far as modern wrestling like they played a pretty huge role too hard thing is i'd almost have to replace the new day with the the briscoes yeah because the um, briscoes did some amazing they things really in ring the, of honor perfect really enough for what's going too. on tonight for this two out of three falls match but the things that they did when they were champions doing two out of three falls match and just having matches with your favorites for the last legit 20 years <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> hey like... shout out shout out to fdr man you you guys don't know what you want you'll go hey you guys are you guys can't be doing stuff because you have relationships with each other with people hey by the way fdr watches your show they should be on your mount rushmore They're like, like you what? have relationships why aren't you using them? <laughs> what's going on here we love fdr they're amazing they're the but best no, tag team though. in the world like hands down no one's better they're gonna have a classic tonight orion ben says grapsity you are matt hardy which tag team you do in that bte beatdown segment with just because of the emotion and the comedy and what background music. They picked the perfect tag team to do it. Yo, <laughs> it I'm sorry, it. man. That 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 entire segment with Private Party is fucking hilarious. They man. picked the tag. That's the tag team I would pick. Those guys. That was perfect. I loved it. Messiah Nick says Kevin Dunn mans the camera with his teeth. I'm saying, yeah. Unfortunate. Uh, I'll leave that man alone. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all I'm talking about is camera cuts all day. Yes, but uh, not as a parent. Uh, and what else is that? It that's it for. I feel like I, I feel like I'm missing one, but I can't find it. I guess I can. This is okay. Yep, we got it. Vince McMahon 
all I've known for 30 years, every time that I've watched wrestling, it's had something. If it wasn't directly Vince McMahon Productions, it was somebody trying to compete with Vince McMahon Productions or somebody trying to be the opposite. Of, you know what I mean? Like it's always happened. It's always been connected to that. If it's a little promotion, they're trying to get wrestlers over there. If it's a different promotion, there's wrestlers that used to be over there. Like there's the whole business is connected to this guy and it has been for my entire life. So this next couple of, this is all just, I can't believe it. Like I, I, I can't believe they finally got this guy. It's pretty much was like, well, they finally right. well, got I, him. I won't like, say they got him just he's, he's just he's just, he's just, re- this is the closest, retired. you know? Um, but this is this is uh, this is crazy because I mean I, there's there's no time in any of my wrestling viewing that Vince McMahon has not been a part of wrestling. Exactly. So right. this is uh, this is a huge deal. Not for deal. one day. There hasn't been one day where he's like, I'm not a part of this. Like our entire wrestling viewing lives, he's been in gorilla yelling at somebody through the headset. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that part of the press release where he was like, Yeah, I won't be there, but I will be watching. It's like, okay. <laughs> You cool. got a TV, bro. All right. That <laughs> TV is funny. That's the mo- that's the moment it okay. happens to, right? Where he's like, "Whoa, this show is terrible. I've been making this." Right. <laughs> he's like, damn, three hours. I could not get through that three yeah. hours. Yeah. Okay. I can yell him getting on the phone after watching ten minutes. Kevin, Kevin, you've got to stop with these Kevins. <laughs> I see what they were saying. <laughs> Turn the camera this way. Stop it. All right. <laughs> Like, it. yo, I didn't know this is what I was making for people. Yeah. I've always said for years, I'm like, I don't believe he actually watches this show. No way. Um, There's no way. They said he doesn't watch anything, including the product that he puts out, oh, besides man. when he's back there, you know, producing it. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about that, Ryan, but Cole, for the first time in his entire career, will not have Vince McMahon in his ear. Yeah. Doing commentary. He All won't have Vince known. yelling in his ear, like, say the ads, say the words. Right. People were saying even even last night he felt different because he wasn't getting yelled at. I was hoping that there'd be like a Botchamania moment at one point in SmackDown last <laughs> night. They went backstage. Uh, somebody was brawling backstage. SmackDown was awful, by the way. They were brawling backstage, and I was hoping that they were they would <laughs> flash and Vince would still be back there. They're like, actually, just go. This is his last day. Actually, he's leaving. He's leaving. Yo, but yeah, no, that show is that, terrible. That would have been hilarious. Um, when they had that fight where it went back in the gorilla with McAfee, mm-hmm. if if he's back there brawling and the camera cut and Vince is still standing there yes. and he had to cut it back fast, that would have been oh, fucking wait. hilarious. He, was, he wasn't supposed to be here. He wasn't supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. I was like, man, Yo, that'd be a great documentary. That would have been fucking hilarious. But it's crazy that, like, that's what. On top of the Vince McMahon thing, like, that's the SummerSlam that they're building to. The build up for the SummerSlam is like, this is. Yeah, this um, SummerSlam. B, this is, is a bad raw right here, you guys. Like, like uh, it looks like SummerSlam I mean, it's just backlash. That, yeah, it I mean, does look it, like SummerSlam backlash, right? I think the most interesting thing about it is that uh, this was the, um, this is a stadium show. This is yeah. one of the biggest shows of the year, and uh, it the lack of original matchups and the original matchups you are getting are like Pat McAfee and Baron Corbin. Um, (laughs) And that, that's the part that's really getting me is like, I can't believe y'all had no like real new ideas Mm -hmm. for a show that is going to be your second most attended uh, American show of the year. 
and they're trying yeah. to push it now. Last night, they're like the the tag team. Jeff Jarrett was like the tag team match is the most important match in SummerSlam. Hey, stop saying that. That's not dude. tag you guys team are match. Not... Like nah, you, you kind of wild. Don't... Come, <laughs> Come on, on you guys. It's like, like I... we're now just saying words out loud that sound good together. But yeah, it's a crazy way to build and I love to a Street stadium Profits, show, by the way. But... And I love like yeah, no, I'm... the match is gonna be great. But like, yo, let's relax, you guys. Yeah. But you, this could possibly be. You know how Vince and them people do it. This could be their build. They're like, well, people are going to be wondering what's going to go on at this show now, like Yo. since Vince is out. Yeah, I mean that is true, but yeah, it is weird that that this is the card, and it's like, still, we still don't have any like mid card title matches on this card, which Nothing. they've been doing that for a lot of their pay per views, and it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's weird. I don't want to get into you know trash in the SummerSlam card, but it is a very. It seems like they've been going so with shorter, with uh, with less matches on the show, with longer, longer match times, and I mean, just put your Intercontinental or U.S. title. I mean, I guess the U.S. is on there, but like, put your mid card titles on the line, bro. Oh, like, that's right. The U.S. title. So is on there. I'm sorry. The Intercontinental title is not on there yet. The Intercontinental title hasn't been defended in so long. They just got Gunther yeah, just the, chopping the, the homie. Ricochet hasn't been on TV I since he lost. I had that question the other day. I, uh, I, I just thought about that. Uh, they got the boy Trev on out of here. Yeah, the fact um, that, yeah. When's the last time we've seen Ricochet? Yeah, somebody, somebody presented a list of people because this is a common thing with me because I have become the target for people that hate Rollins, and so somebody gave me a list of people that they think are better than Rollins, and Ricochet was on there, and I was like, "What is Ricochet doing right now?" Like. <laughs> And I mean, I love Ricochet, but mm, I don't know about all that. Hey, but by the way, what are we talking about if we're talking about better than Rollins? Like, by, ding, by ding, way, ding. By the way, Maybe. Rollins, Rollins was getting his shit off this week, and I enjoyed every second of it. I know people mm. were getting mad at it. I was sitting at home laughing at every second of it. I thought no, it was him and his <laughs> him and his girl Becky are sitting at home on their couch having the best time, just tweeting the, at John. The Dorks. best time. Him him tweeting that stuff after Cody won SB, which shout out to Cody by the way, being mm-hmm. back forty four months and getting the moment of the year. Amen. That's give it up moment to the of the year. That was actually the right call. When they talk right about call. when they when they were talking about Cody going back, and I I was like, oh, Cody's a lifer because of moments just like this. He wants to go to the ESPYS and win an award. That's why he's going to go back to WWE. It's like you're seeing it with your own eyes. This this is the reason why he went back because he wants bigger things. He wants to be on Dancing with the Stars. He wants to have a reality show. He wants to be like a WWE superstar, and that's what this comes with so shout out to the homie cody rhodes i love rollins describing seeing his injury for the first time at hell in the cell and being like i don't know how bro showed up but yeah, shout that out was, to him that was great <laughs> um, but yeah him 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 talking his shit when he won the sp was great and mm-hmm. him putting that tweet out that people for some reason thought he was talking about sasha it was very clear he was talking about uh bro cody and i thought that was funny wait people thought he was talking about sasha that's yeah, there were Sasha's fans that were very mad at him. And I was like, he's clearly not talking about her. He's talking about That's Cody. Weird. Yeah. Um, it's so it, it's it, he's clearly still working the Cody angle. But the, the funniest part I thought was when he put out the stuff where he's talking about Roman. And I was like, this is a uh, this is my wheelhouse because this is what I've been telling y'all for a minute. He's better than homeboy, but I'm super uh, with this Vince stuff. I'm super interested to see does Roman like what happens next what happens at SummerSlam? is roman gonna give up those belts is brock gonna be like this is it this is my last match i'm out bro like vince is gone roman i'm done can't here give up the belts because they've got another show like 
Oh, they're later. building to the fucking Clash of the Castle, Clash of the Castle show, yeah. right? Roman's right. not losing. No, uh, he's not. So they they sold tickets on the idea that Roman's gonna be there. He's literally on the poster. <laughs> There's yeah. no fucking way. Yeah, doesn't uh doesn't McIntyre have a title match at that show? The, the they're poster. still doing the SmackDown thing. Like next week, he's supposed to have a match with Sheamus. Whoever wins, show, <laughs> whoever wins gets the shot. They're building slowly. Yeah. To this thing. Oh, so. I, I did see the clip of that with the shillelaghs. Yeah, that yeah, looks yeah. stupid. It's looking so. bad <laughs> Well, let's pivot and talk about our sponsor because this week's edition of Grabsity is brought to you by StarCast 5. Look at this. And StarCast 5 will be the biggest StarCast yet. July 29th through uh, the 31st at Nashville, Tennessee's Nashville Fairgrounds. Uh, panel shows include Renee Paquette's sessions with uh, Brian Danielson. Come on, now you've been wanting to see those two back together at it for a long time. Um, back to the Talking Smack days, you're going to get to see these two together. Uh, Soraya turning the page. You're going to see The Last Ride of the Four Horsemen. Bret Hart 30 years later. Um, and StarCast will be capped off by Ric Flair's last match taking place uh, Sunday night at the Nashville Municipal Auditorium featuring some of the best talent from MLW, AAA, Impact, New Japan Pro Wrestling, AEW, and more. Um, we'll see the Briscoes versus the Von Erics, Motor City Machine Guns versus the Wolves, uh, Josh Alexander versus Jacob Fatu. That's Impact World Champion Josh Alexander. Rachel Ellering, Deanna Perrazzo, and Jordan Grace in a three-way knockouts match. Uh, Killer Cross versus Harry Smith. Red Narita versus Clark Connors. We're going to see a four-way match featuring Ray Phoenix, Bandito, Torres, and uh, Laredo Kid. And Ooh. the show will be headlined by a match just announced this week uh, in which Jay Lethal is going to be teaming with Andrade, uh, or sorry, going to be teaming with Jeff Jarrett to take on Andrade El Idolo and Ric Flair in what is now Ric Flair's final match. Um, and you can uh, head on over to StarCast.com if you're going to be in the Nashville area for uh, information on tickets, uh, meet and greets, and uh, last match tickets. And for those of you who won't be in Nashville, head on over to RickFlair'sLastMatch.com to pre-order the event and watch the incredible docuseries Ric Flair, The Last Match, with new episodes every Monday at 6.05 Eastern. Yeah, and you can watch all of it on Fight, too, if you're not... Yes. Uh... If you're not in the area, they just announced the really dope match too with Nick Wayne and some, I can't remember who else is in the match, but I know Nick Wayne's in the match and I was like, Oh, that's a really dope match. So that card is really shaping up. It's kind of like another, I don't want to say forbidden door, but like there's a lot of wrestling companies. A lot of promotions came together for this. Yeah. A lot of promotions working together to put together this really dope card. And uh, on top of that, there's a bunch of other dope events happening in the area of Starcast. SummerSlam, Nashville weekend. So if you're in the area, you got a lot going on. Lot. You better pull up. Yep. And, you know, honestly, um, I've done StarCast pretty much every year. I've had the ability to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there for the uh, the all-out StarCast. And um, I'm a big wrestling convention guy, but um, just always getting to see panels, getting to, to meet your favorite wrestlers. If you've never done um, any type of wrestling convention, it's, it's really dope because you just kind of walk into a room and – your favorite wrestlers are just there. Uh, and you just have the ability to just meet your faves. Talking about um, your favorite moments. And what's cool at StarCast is they like to mix it up. Like they'll have like Bret Hart talking about a specific moment mm-hmm. in time. And uh, all of the, the wrestlers are doing things like that. You could get dope photo ops and all kind of stuff with that. So, yeah. So, definitely if you're in the Nashville area, uh, July 29th, 30th, and 31st, Nashville, Tennessee, StarCast 5. 
Yeah. So, back to our regularly scheduled content of Super Chats. Uh, let's see. We've got... Uh, where are we going to go? Sorry, I'm trying to find the, the next Super Chat. Got it. Um, wait, no, we just read that one. <laughs> uh, what time is the uh, Ring of Honor show? Eight uh, Eastern? Yes. Nice. Okay. I'm looking for uh, that's all hates, my day is is that so. Raj <laughs> hates all says all them Confederate flag uh, signature titles prevent me from really wanting to put the uh, Clusos on my uh, tag team Mount Rushmore. Touche, 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 touche. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Hey, if it's Mount Rushmore and you have problematic people on a statue, I mean, it. who's on your other one? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, I know, uh, but no, I feel Ralph, I agree. Ralph I Marion. I don't know if this has been asked, but do you think Sasha and Naomi would want to come back to this WWE? Also, do you want to see them back in a new WWE? I think that, um, yeah, it's hard to say. I don't yeah. know. I think there's a good question, though, because you, I, I think, you know, it could be in in a mind, it could be connected to that, but I don't know. I guess we, I mean, we'll see. Personally, I would like to see if anybody leave. I want to see Naomi leave, and I want to see her prove to people that she's a better wrestler than people think she is. Because I don't oh, think yeah. she gets the credit she deserves, and I think she's been there her entire career. Right. And people just kind of under underappreciate her. So I want to see her go on a run somewhere else and get her flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, there's a piece of me that I, I don't care how good the company is at any point. I do want to see people do outside work just because i i I think there is no matter how you look at it there's a wwe style and Mm -hmm. there's some people who excel at the wwe style and i want to see uh them do more look right i think randy orton is one of the best wwe style workers ever i think he has their style down pat and that's why he's considered one of the best but to me i would want to see what orton could do outside of that style yeah, I feel the same way about it. Ziggler. Like, what could Ziggler do out of this WWE system? Like, people always talk so highly about him. Like, I'd like to see him not doing the same old style of match. And uh, I, I think another interesting thing is, is this going to lead to more, like, are Stephanie and Nick Khan going to be into working with AEW now? Like, it could Vince have been like, no, I'll never do it. But these people are like, hey, now I we're open it. to doing different things. Now we're open to doing this. I doubt it, too. I think it's going to be like the WWE is going to keep clogging on being the machine that they have always been. But, you know, it's interesting I, to think about. I'll say this. I'm in a never-say-never mode. I don't think they'll ever work with them. But I'm in a never-say-never mode just because, like, if you had told me a year ago, oh, this is it, Vince is, you know, they're going to get him, um, I would have been like, nah, never. Nah. So, like, we are <laughs> in unprecedented territory. So, it's different times. Um, other if a year ago you would have been like Vince is going to be out and CM Punk and Brian Danielson are going to be in AEW, be like, bro, what are you saying over here? Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> uh, other unprecedented news, though. Uh, so, um, AQA announced that she's taking mm-hmm. a step back from pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, that she felt like she um, kind of stepped back into it at a time where she wasn't feeling mentally ready to do so, and so. Yeah, she's gonna take a step back. She put a statement out about it. Shout yeah, out shout to out, AQA. shout out to AQA. She, um, you know, mental health is always the most important thing. And you know, she went through something. You know, she got released from WWE, and then being like, 
getting a shot with AEW and everything happening so quickly could be a lot on in, on anybody's mental health or, or you know, any kind of situation like that. So you always want to first protect your mental health before you try to get into anything. So shout out to AQA. She's a great talent. If she ever comes back, she's going to be great. If she doesn't come back, you know, enjoy your life. Like pro wrestling is not everything. She might find something she loves even more beyond doing wrestling. So, you know, just yeah. what it is. I mean, I don't know why she's stepping away, but, you know, I'll support the AQA. I think yeah. she's a great talent. And, you know, hopefully, you know, everything works out. She got some cool highlights already. Uh, she done that super dope shooting star press off the cage and reality of wrestling and the cool thing she's done in AEW. So, yeah, if you haven't ever seen any AQA, look up some of her stuff. Maybe buy some merch to support while she's, you know, taking her hi- hiatus. Uh... All right, so Phil and I got to talk about this on this week's Day After Dynamite. Speaking of which, if you haven't seen this week's Day After Dynamite, um, Phil and I hosted it this week, but yeah, we haven't I, had Reg's input. I thought I slid away, by the way, because of a takeoff Day After Dynamite, because I was like, nah, Varsity is overrated. And so I was like, I, I, I slid through. Nobody said anything to me, and somebody absolutely tweeted me about it, and I was like, it's still overrated. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Uh, it was Fighter Fest week two. Mm-hmm. I noted that one of the things I particularly liked about it was how much uh, the blue works on the AEW stage. And, like, mm-hmm. for real, I, I, I know that SmackDown's color, but holy shit, like, look at some blue. It looks good. <laughs> it looks really good <laughs> on the stage. <laughs> um, that is not where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> but, <laughs> But that said, like Will's gangbanging on here. I can't. I don't know if I can support out loud. Hey, but man. you know what? You got look, you got red on Smack. I don't know if I, mean, I want to look at red. some blue, bro. <laughs> look, if you want to do red as well, like I why know you got to say AEW those two colors? <laughs> <laughs> because there are like the AEW like has to do like unconventional colors because of the fact mm-hmm. that WWE is pretty much commandeered red and blue. And it's like, but actually the blue kind of looked good. And the mm-hmm. red kind of looked... I mean, they've had red on the stage before as well for Christmas. That's looked good, too. Mm-hmm. Kind of think about doing some just, like, primary color stuff. Uh, <laughs> and... However, the ending of the show has people talking the most about whether or not, one, Eddie Kingston should have lost, and two, uh, whether or not it was kind of a uh, dud. And I am of the belief of definitely the latter. I thought that the ending was a complete dud. Mm-hmm. That um, Chris Jericho, for in particular, has to like get off this idea of him taking some big spot that like wasn't that big. Yeah, him him at and laying in that barbed wire and shaking like he got tasered. It was just like oh, And when God. they like it's how they rushed it, how it was like, No, we gotta do this spot, run over to here so we can get it off. It just didn't feel natural. I think my biggest issue is is they're doing too many of these bloody type matches. Like we just had blood and guts, what, two weeks ago? Like I I don't think it's I don't think you wanna follow it up with another big bloody type match like you could follow it up with a gimmick match but i don't want to think i don't want the whole thing to be focused on blood because blood and guts was just focused on that and um yeah i agree i think eddie kingston needed the win here i don't think chris jericho 
everything that he did here i didn't like i think the speed went on too long <laughs> i think i just like this i didn't like the match i think eddie kingston can be doing something better in this position and i just i didn't like it so I, I will go as far as to say that I liked the match up until all of the interference started happening. Like I, I was agree. like, you know what? They're actually having a fine match in here. Eddie and Jericho are working well together. They worked well together at Revolution. I can't believe that was Revolution, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, that was way back in March. Man, that was a minute. Um, as a matter of fact, the video package showed that this feud started in January. No, right. sorry. I said this on day after night. started in December. It started at uh, New Year's Smash, which was the last show of 2020. One. Mm -hmm. Jesus. And uh, then how it started with them putting them in the cage. And when you when Sammy Guevara wasn't in there, you're like, come on. Like, you could already know what was going on. Like, there's a bunch of things that they could have changed, I think, to make it. To make like, me believe more. Like, oh, Sammy's not in there. He's definitely going to interfere. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you, just little you know, things like that. You know I feel it's like going to hit at some point. Sammy Guevara. Yeah, right. I, I felt like um, shout out to Montezzi. Yeah, and hey, Montezzi was there, and he, he was got in the building picture with Sammy and all that. Mm. Uh, so, I, I'll say what I liked. I liked the match itself uh, up until the interference all started happening, and I thought that the Anna J turn was actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, and I liked that it got to happen in a main event angle. Uh, I think for me, it. Eddie Kingston has shown that he doesn't need gimmick matches. Like mm -hmm. the match with the Re Revolution was awesome, and they didn't have like you know what I mean. It was mostly right. just a straight up like. I think they're trying to get over this Eddie Kingston trying to kill Jericho thing, and they're trying to harp on it. But I think, yeah, hopefully it's I over. I need yeah. this year to be in, be ending with this match. Like we don't we don't yeah. need any rematch. Just just well, and on. I and I thought that the ending angle to me was like, okay, this is how we transition over to Sammy Guevara and Eddie Kingston. And I'm like, you mm -hmm. know what? That's something I would want to see. Mm -hmm. uh, but then, like I said, the post match was just kind of dumb. Of yeah. like, I, I didn't really need this other than. Like, I guess uh, people are talking about, uh, you know, in the meantime, for something for Moxley to do, uh, running back Jericho and Moxley. Uh, and so Jericho needing to get back into the top five, I guess, was the mm. idea there. Um, I'll say this. Jericho and Moxley never had, uh, had... Somebody just put it in the chat. They said, this feud started back on TNT Dynamite. That's how long it's been going. <laughs> <laughs> And it's true. We get the show it, bro. Actually yes, started, the feud actually started on um, oh. on Dynamite on TNT. Now, when I say Jericho and Moxley, what I'm referring to is the fact that uh, August 5th, literally uh, two weeks from, or sorry, uh, August 6th, two weeks from today, they have Battle of the Belts coming up. So like it's one you could do like a really short program. Yeah, I'm down for that, but don't build it like to all no, out. I don't right? think you have to. No, yeah, not to all out. I'm yeah. thinking more like okay, you got to contender. Have Moxley, like you've got to have Moxley defend the title like soon, and I think that would probably to me be a good way to blow off um, Blackpool Combat Club versus uh, Jericho Appreciation Society is to have the leaders Moxley and Jericho go one on one. Moxley wins, retains the title. Jericho actually hasn't had a title shot since he lost the belt mm -hmm. two years ago at Revolution. So it's not like this is something that we've seen a lot of. Jericho right. actually has been out of the title picture pretty consistently since he lost the belt. This is what I love about Moxley. <laughs> what I love about Moxley as champion is that Battle of the Belt is coming up and like anybody could be a contender. Like you don't need to. Him being a 
defending champion all the time is like you could build a guy in one show. You could build a guy at the beginning of the show and have him have a match at the end of the show like we've seen. And that's what I love about Moxley's reign. Moxley's just having a, an amazing year, it's our, He only won it at Forbidden Door, <laughs> which, by the way, shout out, I got a new poster added, the Forbidden Door poster. Uh, I try to get a poster for every event I've been to, but mm-hmm. I'm now realizing that I don't have posters for the takeovers. And so I'm going to try Ooh. and obtain those. Uh, and then where am I going to put them? I don't know. I kind of I have a wall over here that doesn't have anything. But otherwise, um, my wife even noticed. She's like, if you're going to keep doing this, because I also have a double or nothing poster <laughs> right here. She's like, if you're going to keep doing this, I hope you recognize that like you are eventually going to run out of room because yeah. you keep going to the pay-per-views. And like, look, I got posters from events I went to in 03. I'll be fine. I'm gonna, uh, well, I will be fine. But yeah, I. This is a really great one though. This Forbidden Door poster is really. Great. Mm. They sent me two of them, so I'm giving one of them to Phil. Uh, I didn't mean to get Chica- to. Chicago Phil, man, he, he deserves. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Uh, but yeah, the Moxley's reign has only been since Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. And I already feel like I love the fact that he competes every week. And yep. competing every week, he has even defended the title or had um, eliminator matches. Like he's like him just being a present champion instead of I'm the champion and all I do is talk now. I hate that. Now, I want a champion that's going to be in tag matches and eliminator matches and do like being and, out there, being and, the, you know, the leader of this company. I mean, and just being on since, TV, that's it. It's pretty easy. I don't know. It's not that hard. Just since Forbidden Door. Literally, it was he worked. Forbidden Door against Tanahashi. Three days later, he worked Blood and Guts. Mm-hmm. A week after that, he faced Brody King. And then a week after that, he faced Takeshita. Mm-hmm. And then a week after that, he's in a tag match with yeah. Wheeler Yuta against Best Friends. And Best Friends slightly working heel in that match. So, like, I loved it. That, that to me, like, Moxley has already just been, he's just go, go, go. And mm-hmm. I love it. Pretty sure they're going to announce. Uh, another match for him at Fight for the Fallen coming up here this Wednesday. Tonight, probably. Yeah. Because yeah, they the said they're going to announce matches at the uh, the Ring of Honor show. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of Ring of Honor shows, uh, tonight. Hot card. H O double fucking T. Holy shit. Like, it's. They added a whole bunch of matches, like, in the last couple days. Like, at, at first it was like, damn, this is a really great card. And then, like, all the matches that they've added are like paying tribute to the people that rode for ROH for a bunch of years when nobody was checking out for ROH. Well, the people that were there still going hard for them are getting shots like Cheeseburger. Uh, Eli Isom's also going to be there. Roosh yeah, was the, uh, the I, champion when not a lot of people are watching. He's going to be there. Like, there's a lot, they're paying tribute to like the core of Ring of Honor. And I love Yeah, show I have so the, much. the card in front of me and, uh, We've got a pretty big pre-show. Um, yeah. Like, you know, we're going to see uh, Allison Kay versus Willow Nightingale. Mm-hmm. Um, Colt Cabana, speaking of pay tribute to Ring cool, of Honor's cool. history. Man. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, really glad still- Willow made the, made the card, by the way. Against yeah. Allison, and Allison's really dope, too. So I, I was I was I really it. happy, by the way. I, I guess backtracking to Dynamite for a second. Willow got to have her Dynamite debut. Yes. Um, Willow Nightingale, she's been on Rampage. She's been on Dark. She's been on Dark Elevation. But... She has eluded dynamite until this past week. And the fact that she got the show out for AEW's largest audience uh, was great. And I actually really did enjoy the match. 
Yeah, and what a dynamite to be on. The blackest dynamite ever, in my opinion. <laughs> man, uh, JD just, watched your match. Like, what a time. Man, again, <laughs> I, I know we talked about it on Day After Dynamite, but just, like, the fact that we talked about it here and the fact that they've kept uh, Athena and Jade away from each other, but mm-hmm. when they were in the middle of that ring and just how People electric the cloud it. got, I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. It's working. The anticipation is working for that match. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I have concerns over the fact that this all started at Double or Nothing, which was in May, and now it's the end of July, and I'm like, gotta do something. But honestly, people really do want to see it. So uh, the anticipation is working. Um, Okay. That's the other thing we haven't talked about. And it's Grapsity. We have to talk about uh, Kevin Gates. Um, <laughs> Listen, wait a minute. My brother texted me the other day and he was like, Hey, how y'all let Kevin Gates get in? And I was uh, like, yeah, Wait a minute. Bro, nobody knows, man. That was pretty unexpected. I didn't know that Kevin Gates was going to be a part of the show. Like, of all the Atlanta rappers, especially considering the headlines he had made one. just days before. Yeah, I know. Like, he's been in the headlines. So it's like, interesting choice. Very yeah. interesting choice. But yeah, Kevin Gates was in the building. This is the blackest dynamite ever. Like (laughs) Phil said, he knocked out Tony Nese, put the paws on him. With uh, with Swerve, I told everybody that I was going to fix the volume on his intro, and I did. You did? Uh, Yes, I did. Um, And I thought it It sounded sounded better. better. I thought it sounded much better. I was like, Mm -hmm. this is one of those things where I was waiting for it. I was sitting there, like, staring at the TV. I'm like, just like I was the week before. When I heard it, I was like, I liked it, but it was a little low. Um, and, uh, I, I, it's one of those hearing it in my headphones when I was working on it and then hearing it on my phone sounded good. But then on TV in an arena, I was like, it's a little bit lower than I want it. And when I fixed it, um, I raised it by like a whole 11 decibels, by the way. Uh, I, I basically just dragged the slider like way over, uh, cause I realized, you know what? It can't be too loud. Right. No. Uh, and so I fixed it, and I thought it sounded much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was very happy with that. And, yeah, they made their way down. Um, they had their celebration. Kevin Gates was at uh, ringside. Uh, so was Westside Gun. He was at ringside. And shout out Swerve for going and grabbing the champagne glass. When he grabbed it, I'm like, Swerve don't drink. What's he, he doesn't about to drink. Do with-? Yeah, I'm like, what's he about to do with that? And then he took it over to Westside Gun and then got the shot, the solo shot on Westside mm-hmm. with him with the drink. It's like. Like and that. I saw that Swerve was on some podcast that was called like Take a Drink or something. He was on a drinking podcast, and I was like, Swerve doesn't drink. What is he doing there? That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <It's> very interesting. <laughs> yeah, man, my TV in the building behind Kevin room. Gates, like though. right over Kevin Gates' shoulder. Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. Just seeing him peek up from behind him every now and then was hilarious to me. Yeah, that was a great segment. Everything about it, I loved. A lot of people that I enjoy were a part of this segment. Yeah, to see Kevin Gates knock someone out i did not think it was gonna happen and you know and what though it. that was a good punch it was yeah, that, yeah. The, like i know I, I saw a lot of i get it's like that's one of those segments where your mileage will vary because yeah um i know that if you are not into hip-hop in any way shape or form this segment's gonna go and uh and you're gonna be annoyed because but they always say that there's no one there's no one that's gonna cover no artist is gonna cover across the board there's never gonna be an artist where everyone's like we all know this person because that's not how this shit yeah Yeah. but but like because it's me with country music right like when they would do uh Mm. when you know wwe had brought out like a country music artist during the guest host era and stuff Mm -hmm. i would be like 
I don't know Ooh. who this person is. I don't know, who I don't that know is. any of their songs. At tribute at the tri- tribute of the troops, they always have some country person. I'm like, uh, never yeah. heard of them. It's a, I get it. You're my little fairy, but like, um, for me, I thought that uh, again, I know Kevin Gates, uh, and I just thought that <laughs> he had been in the headlines so recently. I said this on Day After Dynamite, but. When Keith Lee was like, I got a question for He's like, I got to ask you something. <laughs> I'm like, like no, nah, he's about to ask about his cousin. <laughs> Do not ask. You can't. Not no. on this show. No. Nah. And then he was like, when we get in that deluxe, and I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Mm, yes. <laughs> this could have went very south. Yeah. Um, the only thing is you probably, Keith Lee is not up on that. Like, he's, you know, he's not. You know, you saw his but, Mount Rushmore of rappers. <laughs> yeah. Wait. I didn't see that. No, you no, did. No, oh, no. don't. Don't look it up. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Cool. Yeah, no, um, no so, I didn't see that. Don't. Uh, but I thought, you know, um, <laughs> uh, Mark um, Sterling with the Young and May drop was good. Oh, that like, killed me. Oh, my God. I thought that was Young and May. I laughed so hard. Yo, it made it even funnier when Andreas put the picture of them by, side by side. I'm and saying, I was like, oh, my God. Oh they really do look alike. God, they look a lot alike, man. Fried uh, your ass, Kevin Gates. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, it's I like thought... yeah, what you're talking about with the music. Like they this it, they haven't only done hip hop things. Like Rancid was there before. They've done a lot of things to cater yeah. to other audiences. So it's good to you know in Atlanta, you know where you are. You know what goes on here. Like Freaknik used to happen here. Like you know what kind of crowds have played towards. Yeah. And Although, they played you know tours. I never to talk it. about that Rancid performance. By the way, I thought that performance at Double or Nothing um, was one of those like rare times where like the 25 years after the original song was released. They sound still like the track, and that yeah, they sounded rare. just like the track, and that's rare. <laughs> yeah, that was rare. That was a really good live performance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it was a great entrance. Made Ruby look like a big star. Still think she should have won that match, but you know, yeah, really interesting was. choice to have the band there and still not give them the W. Uh, like, just, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, but, no, I I just thought, and we talked about Jermaine Dupree, and uh, like my da- my daughter's like, who's Jermaine Dupree? And I'm like. <laughs> You know Jermaine Dupree. I guarantee you do. Uh, you just don't know you know Jermaine Dupree because you're 11. Yeah. But uh, I pulled up like multiple songs and, you know. Like I, he produced I, one of your girl's best albums. It's like that, y'all. Yeah. Like that, y'all. Yeah, no, that was a song I played for Veda. I played her the mm-hmm. video and luckily Jermaine Dupree looks exactly like he did in the video. So, uh, <laughs> so, like, there he is. Yeah, I, was, uh, I showed it to her and I was like, him. And she's like, oh, him. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't show her that, uh, that clip of that new... Uh, if I cheated shit that no. people are putting. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. I saw that. That clip day. is crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah. Clip is crazy. I haven't what heard the whole do- song, but that clip what is wild. What are we doing here? I, I don't know. I saw the clip, but what are we doing? You haven't seen this, Reg? I don't know what you guys are talking about. What is this? Oh, you got to look this up. I- I'll show it to mm-hmm. you afterwards, yeah, but we'll it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we... I, I don't know. But JD. I also showed her uh, Let's Get Married remix because that's a song Vader knows mm-hmm. quite well. And I'm but like, you know, crisscross, like, that's a legendary <laughs> figure. Usher. Usher has been yeah, in the news all the time. And, like, yo, yeah. he's the I reason like, that there's see, Usher. I was like, you've seen Jermaine Dupree. I know you're 11, uh, but you sit in the backseat of my car enough to where you've heard enough Jermaine Dupree music. 
and uh, any day to Janet Jackson. Uh, Come on, man! So... In the video for y'all know what this is. Uh, so Baj Hates All says, I know folks want Sasha to come back, but I want a long-term Mercedes Jade angle for control of the baddies. I think that would be a chef's kiss. Wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah, I, I do think, personally, I would like to see Sasha go somewhere else, but I feel like Sasha is Sasha, regardless if she goes somewhere else or not. And that's why I feel like Naomi has more to prove than Sasha does. Sasha, yeah. Sasha's going to be considered. It. And Sasha was break. like, I'm done here forever. We're good. Like she did it. Hall of Fame career. I think Naomi yeah. has had a lot of great moments, but she has a lot to like show that there's a reason why we think so highly of her. So I'm being more excited to see, like, like Phil said, see Naomi out cooking somewhere. Sasha's going to cook regardless. Like I love seeing the pictures of Sasha that they've been posting up recently just because she looks so happy she just like looks like she's excited to be wherever she's at so like you know that's gonna lead to great things yeah um, she, yeah she looks she looks Melissa great. in the chat is saying she doesn't know jermaine dupree and um like yeah she's at 43 never heard of him um mm. god there's a you know money in the thing jay-z and jermaine dupree like mm-hmm. the, you know a jermaine dupree song. you've heard you an usher song or a mariah carey song or Chris Cross. if you'd heard jump jump mac data make he brat. produced that the brat, yeah. yeah, like you've heard some. You've That's heard it. Something. Like, um, unless you've just it, never heard hip hop a day of day in your life, <laughs> yeah. then I see it. But if you've heard now, some, I, I was a big crisscross dude, so like, um, and, and when young I say black big, kid, come on, you know, we all were wearing yeah. our clothes backers, I mean, man. We were lit. And when I say like really into crisscross, because like most people just know totally crossed out as an album. No, for me, the bomb and mm-hmm. young rich and dangerous mm-hmm. uh, were also my albums i actually love young rich and dangerous i think what was the lead single from the from their grown-up album uh from um, young rich and dangerous it was mm-hmm. tonight's the night tonight's the night tonight's the night please my whole crew made cheese that was my shit but then they also had the second single off of that with um alia and jermaine dupree and the brat it was uh live and die for hip-hop which i think um is one one of my all-time favorite songs period um, i think it's just a really great like tribute to hip-hop music but then on top of that it's just um it's just a dope song i think that was honestly the dopest crisscross ever came on a song was live and die for hip-hop featuring the song. brat featuring the brat Aaliyah, and jermaine dupree um and i remember they would perform that song on video soul now i'm really dating myself donnie simpson um but <laughs> green eyed green eyed uh donnie simpson yeah shout out to donnie yeah. simpson yeah so JD used to be writing them raps too. JD's a multifaceted producer, mm-hmm. rapper, engineer, all the cool things like a, a music guy. And Atlanta, he's a god. So this was like come on, he a real is, thing. Come on, man. Welcome yeah. to Atlanta. It's like when his Bow Wow. We haven't said Bow Wow. Oh my God. Bow Wow. Yeah, he produced Bow Wow. But that was, yeah. No, welcome to Atlanta where the play is played. Like, that was the funny thing was, that's why I made the joke earlier where Reg is like, yeah, Jermaine Dupree. I'm like, literally, if that was just a joke he was making about right. AEW being in Atlanta because of Welcome to Atlanta, that would have been a funny joke. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was no, a he real was really thing. There. Uh, so. Um, yeah, no, Jermaine Dupree was was everywhere. And like I see Bone Thugs and Harmony mentioned. Um he also produced the Bone Thugs and Harmony track. Uh mm-hmm. right off the top of my head, Lil L O V E. Um Can I get a little bit of L O V E? The opening line to that song is, Y'all know what this is. That was his catchphrase. <laughs> That's him everywhere. Y'all know what this That's is. Him. 
Sounds so That's deaf. his catchphrase. That's Jermaine yes. Dupree. He was on. And that I know you never seen that uh, one clip where they make head bouncing at the soul on Soul Train. Him and yeah. the brat. Everybody's <laughs> making head bouncing. It's a great clip. Yeah, no, that's it's Jermaine Dupree. He's everywhere. Uh, speaking of Dupree's, though, they're asking about uh, Max Dupree. Speaking of Dupree's, sounds uh, like he he gone. Yeah. Uh, so it was reported by multiple places. I think the Torch had the first report on that today. Uh, that Max Dupree is reportedly being replaced. That they introduced uh, Maxine Dupree. Maxine. They introduced Maxine this week, and that. Max is like out that <laughs> they are just moving forward them without him. This uh, is, I, it, life comes it, at you fast, buddy. Uh, remember when he said something's not going to work? And like, I knew this guy could talk his way into in into and out of anything. And uh, sometimes they do this thing. They were going to do it to Adam Cole, where they bring somebody over to NXT and just make him a manager. Cause they could really talk, but that's not, they're not going to be passionate. If you're a pro wrestler and all your entire life, you want it to be a pro wrestler, and then you go somewhere and they tell you, oh, we're not, we, we don't really want you for that. We want you for this. It's going to be hard to get a lot of these, a lot of wrestlers to just change that. Oh, don't be a wrestler anymore. You're going to be a manager. But, I mean, like, I like money, but I don't want to. I'm a pro wrestler. How did I get here? What do you mean, dude? So, like, well, it seems like he was on board with the gimmick. Um, it seems like him getting ridden off wasn't so much him not liking the gimmick. Am, am mm. I misreading it? I mean, it sounds like, uh, so, like I said, it was uh, the torch. Um, Wade Keller reported that uh, the maximum male models gimmick will continue, but without the brash, talented mouthpiece Max Dupree, formerly known as LA Knight and Eli. He was Drake. selling it. Uh, it says Max Dupree's uh, Max Dupree sources indicate had rubbed some people the wrong way and wasn't fitting in. So a decision was made by Vince McMahon a couple Wonder of weeks why. ago to write him out of the storyline. Max knew last week he was making his final appearance when he plugged uh, his sister would show up on SmackDown this week. Max's sister, Maxine Dupree, uh, being played by NXT's former uh, Sophia Cromwell. Um Took the place of the yeah. Vince gave, Vince gave him that pardon gift on the way out. Wonder why see... he was upset because he doesn't want to do this shit. I'm a fucking wrestler. I'm not a no. damn manager. Now I didn't see SmackDown last week or last night. Um, I went out to dinner with my family. I posted that picture with me and my daughter. Mm -hmm. um, that was us at uh, eating Asian food. It was good, uh, but uh, as a result, <laughs> I. Hey, no, it's one of my favorite restaurants. Gold Sa <laughs> Golden Saigon, if you're ever in the it's, 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 it's great shit. It yeah, no, good. they dedicated about ate, 15 seconds to the whole thing. I ate lamb. Um, I ate, what was it? Lamb curry was what I ate. Oh, that's what's up. Delicious. Yummy. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, he's, he's out. He yeah, I, I watched SmackDown, and like I was saying, they dedicated like 15 seconds. They were like, oh, here's Maxine, and she came on. They were backstage for like 15 seconds, and then... Like, it's over. This gimmick is dead. Like, he was part of the reason why it was being sold. And so, it's going to so be even who, sold even less by an unknown person who can't know, I, talk as well as who, Max. Who, who is Maxine? Is Maxine someone that was on NXT 2.0? Yeah, like I said, yeah. Sophia Cromwell. Okay. Um, I don't know if she was uh, what she had done. but uh, And, of course, for those who are familiar with my relationship with uh with Denise Salcedo know that she gets to say, I told you so on this because I was the one talking about liking this gimmick and she uh, gave me shit. Hey and... man, they could, they could salvage it. We, we don't know, but I don't know. Good luck. 
Uh, you know, just, you know, devil's I mean, advocate. I knew it was going to have a short <laughs> shelf life. I knew it was going to have a short shelf life. And honestly, Not my really, my only liking of it was Mansoir and Marseille. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Uh, so, uh, that is wrestling this week. Um, okay, uh, I guess other slight things to talk about. Uh, I just wanted to, to mention this because it's an important thing to me. Um, I mentioned on Twitter this week uh, that this week is, uh, so two days ago, what, or three days ago, was the 10-year anniversary of the um, shooting in Aurora. Now, I know what you're thinking. There's a shooting every week. What are you talking about? Um, and uh, it really pains me that that is a, uh, the reality I live in, that mm-hmm. it's that this used to be kind of a bigger deal and it wasn't. But uh, here in my hometown of uh, Aurora, Colorado, where I currently live, um, The Dark Knight Rises premiered uh, July 20th, 2019, or 2012. And uh, a gunman came in, shot up the theater, killed 12 people. Uh, For those that don't know, I was in that theater uh, I survived that. That is uh, one of the worst days of my life, and um, we hit the 10-year anniversary of it uh, just the other day. And uh, a big part of the reason why um, I wanted to talk about this is because in an hour and a half, uh, there's going to be a big 10 years on memorial for it all, um, for the survivors. I went to the... Uh, they did a midnight vigil um, on Wednesday or Tuesday going into Wednesday. And so there's going to be a big kind of 10 years on acknowledgement thing that they're doing today in an hour and a half. And yeah, I just, in case you ever wonder why I have so much to say about gun violence and why it is a big deal to me that, uh, something be done about gun violence it's because like one i i probably would feel this way anyway because i just want to see people not dying anymore um but also it affects me personally and uh this one really did affect me personally and i cannot believe it's been 10 whole years since the dark Knight rises shooting happened um those who were listening to me at the time i know there's a few of you in the chat uh remember vividly me talking about it at the time and remember uh, the the fast effect it had. I've mentioned. Uh, people know I have an 11 year old daughter. She was one at the time, so it wasn't like I wasn't in my current mode of being a family dude. Um, mm-hmm. I was much younger. I was 24 rather than the 34 I am now. But uh, and then to top that off, I didn't even really like the movie. So then there's mm. that too. Um, that mm. I, I've always said like. I could have died for that movie. Yikes. And at the end of the day, um, that was that would have been the last movie that I would have seen five minutes of. And, oh, uh, my a, a God. Mid, a mid-Batman movie? Yeah. Yeah, Damn I know, it. right. Um, yeah. That was the thing. was when I finally went and saw it, I was like, okay, I got to get this out of my system. I have to see it. I have to make sure that this man doesn't win, doesn't take this experience away from me. And by the end of it, I was like, Robin, huh? That was yeah, uh, uh, yeah, man. Glad that you are still with us. What would yeah. the wrestling world would be without Will Washington? Uh, would have robbed uh, 
would have robbed the world of a lot of references and a lot of things that wouldn't have made sense anymore. We yes. wouldn't be here on this podcast. Yeah. So, I wouldn't yeah, know a date to uh, or a match of random Raw in 2007, what venue it took place in. I wouldn't know that if Washington wasn't here. So we are very appreciative that you made it out of there. That's such a scary, it is scary That's... thing. Being, it's crazy when you you know you're talking about the shootings. Remember when like Columbine happened in like, which is also Colorado, by the way. Yeah, yeah, crazy. It's like that was like that dominate. That was like for years we were like, oh my god, that's crazy that that happens, and now that's like a daily occurrence. So it, it I know, seems, and that's that's the thing that know, really gets me is it seems it, it's just disgusting, man. I hate yeah. it so much. Yeah, but yes, we're happy it's, that Will Washington's here. Grapsity I'm, I'm, I'm happy exist. I can't say that I, I am fully because uh, I will tell you and most people who work in any type of like psychology know that survivor's guilt's a real thing. Yeah, uh, It's hard to feel happy that you're here when it's like but 12 other people aren't. So mm-hmm. um, it's, you know, I can smile about it. I can I can be where I am, but it, it, it is one of those like things that really affected me hugely. And, right. Uh, like I had a really tough time at the memorial a few days ago. That was like uh, I met a really nice lady. She was very kind to me. But other than that, um, the and I met I met a wrestling fan actually. Uh, at, uh, which don't know how I could do this, but at the memorial, there's one guy who also was a survivor. Somehow, uh, he had dropped a wrestling reference, but it was so specific that I was like, "Oh, you're like a modern fan." Like he had mentioned, I think it was like Jeff Jarrett and. Um, he was doing like the Jeff Jarrett walk and then he was like, um, and, and then he said something about Jeff Jarrett and he was like, yeah, Jeff Jarrett's a legend. You know, he's going to be reffing at SummerSlam and he's going to be in the Ric Flair match. And I'm like, oh, you're like, like you're in, <laughs> I was like, okay, you're like in. And he was like, yeah, you know, and then, uh, we just like connected and talked wrestling for like half an hour and Sweet. that ended up like changing my mood because obviously with this being a two hour and seven minute show by this point. I can uh, talk wrestling at, at yeah at length we pretty that. easily, and that that did change the mood of of how I was at that point. Good. Um. So that's all. Just wanted to put that out there. It's the ten year anniversary. Twenty is gonna feel even weirder, but for Damn. now, uh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal in our city, and um, I'm gonna go walk a whole lot. Because they're, they're doing a big walk from the city center to the theater itself. And that's where I'm headed right now. Um, any other parting words, fellas? Uh, I think that uh, Terminus put on a fantastic show this week. Oh, I watched I think, that. I think it was the best Terminus so far. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, that Gresham to catch them match was Ooh-wee. amazing. Super uh, fire. Surprisingly good tag match from C4 and the Factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love I the story that they told in uh, Lethal and Baron. Baron's still Baron, trying to get this victory. Thought he Baron, got the win with the, the rope, foot under the rope. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor Baron had that win. Was, he was right there. It was got, it got snatched away from him. I did think it was funny that he gave that heartfelt promo at the end. And Lethal just looked at him and goes, yeah, no thanks, and walks nah, away. Not for me. Um, <laughs> that was um, I thought the main event was very good. I thought it was, mm-hmm. a, I thought it was smart to end the show with the women instead of uh, 
Lethal, and Takeshita. Yep. And I thought that uh, Masha and Queen Amanada killed it. I thought mm-hmm. I think Queen Amanada is great. Somebody's got to sign this woman. What are Definitely. you guys waiting on? Mm-hmm. She's so cool. She's great in the ring. Unique character. Come on, man. Sign this woman. Yeah. Shout out to Terminus. They put on a really great show. You can watch that replay on Fight TV. Um, also, they got Baron has another show coming up. Terminus and Battle Slam are kind of connected. We talked a little bit about that. Definitely tune into that. Um, watch Slam. the Ring of Honor show tonight. It's going to be a lot of great action, a lot of great stuff. You're going to see maybe the match of the year, round two, Briscoes and FTR. So it's going to be a pretty hot night. I remain with that. I would honestly, there. yeah, I think they should they've been saying, I think they verbally said that the, the, like I heard Excalibur say the, the world title match was the main event. So I don't know, world title. All right. but it's going to be hard to follow that tag match. Like we saw last time, same thing for Gresham. Like he had to follow that match and it's like, I don't know if you yeah. could follow this match. So yeah, I think I agree. And it should be the main event. Cause you can't, it's going to be so hard to follow. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna double down because people were mad when I said on Twitter Gresham should win this match. I don't I care. Agree. I I like Claudio as much as the next guy, but I want Gresham to retain. I think the Ring of Honor means so much to him personally, yeah. and he he has stepped in as the guy that was immediately signed. Like, yeah. just look at just look at the first pay per view they did. All of those guys, the guys lost their title, but Gresham, yeah. he was the mm-hmm. guy at the press conference. He is a flag bearer for that brand. He should continue to be the flag bearer that for that brand. Until it gets to TV, at least. Yeah. And I want him to, his win over Claudio to lead to him having a match with Brian. So I agree. Get, get that W. Get that big W. Get a big win. Establish you as the new flag brand holder for Ring of Honor. The new Ring of Honor is going in this direction with Jonathan Gresham as the I champion. would like to see it, but I also recognize what this show is. And this yeah. show is kind of the litmus test for getting them their TV deal. Right. And so I feel like... I can see them selling networks on Claudio. I mean, Claudio being the figurehead is not a bad idea also, you know? Right. No, Claudio's not a bad idea. I I just think it's too soon to be Gresham, personally. And I I, I just think... I think it's too soon, but also, like I said, I can see... Kind of like how Jericho was like kind of the figurehead yeah. getting AEW their TV deal going with somebody that people are familiar enough with. I could see them using Claudio. Yeah, but let's, mm-hmm. are we going to be honest though? Claudio ain't Jericho though. Claudio don't He's have the mainstream. But also, they're looking for a Jericho, Jericho type deal. They're looking for Ring of Honor to get a TV deal. This isn't mm-hmm. like AEW's TV deal where hey, we're going to be a nationally touring wrestling brand. This is we're still going to kind of function as a a lower tier. Uh, promotion here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not expecting, I don't think they're expecting AEW money for Ring of Honor on TV. I wouldn't think so. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I want my man Gresham to win. I want Gresham I, to go over, though. Yeah. And last one, Ronan Mike Clips says Osprey just dropped a new video on Twitter. Is he Kenny's first program back, or do they just really hate each other? Also, finally saw Sonic 2. I have to know what you thought of it, Will. Uh, I love Sonic 2. Are you kidding me? That movie is. Um, if you are a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog, and I am, that movie is just chock full of references and. Uh, the like of all of the backdrops are like stages from the games but then like i thought it they honored tails really well i thought knuckles was hilarious sonic himself is well done um it's also a black movie and if you don't it's a uh, black movie it, it very much is uh did you see it phil i haven't seen it yet okay 
Sonic 2 is a black movie. And <laughs> those who have seen it understand why. But um, It's like a goofy movie. Uh, no, I mean, it's a black movie. Mm. <laughs> uh, you'll you'll understand why when you've seen it. You'll be like, oh, yeah, definitely. This is a black comedy movie. Mm. Um, so, so hilariously, <laughs> my nephew is, like, huge into Sonic now. It's just, like, he's just, for whatever reason, he's just huge into Sonic now. Um, and I'll never forget, we went to see uh, No Way Home, and he was sitting next to me and his dad, and he was like, we should go see Sonic together. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Let me know. And so... Um, I told his dad he's not going to forget that. And he's like, ah, he's going to forget. We're not going to see that movie. And I said, no, he ain't. And so he texted me one morning and goes, yeah, we're going to see Sonic. You want to go? And, I, and it happened <laughs> Saturday. So I was like, I can't. It, it was like 11. So mm. I was like, oh, well, I'm pied and I can't. So that's why I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Damn, crap city. Nah, de- definitely. Um, I mean, it's on multiple streaming services now. Uh, and so it's, it's easy to catch. Uh, but Sonic 2. I liked it. I like the Sonic movies. Uh, I think they are perfectly harmless. They're some of the best video game movies ever made, just in the sense that they don't take themselves seriously at all, and they're true enough to its source material. Like, uh, shout out, I forget the the name of the lady who plays plays him, but um, they got Tails' most common voice, the one who plays him in the video games play in the movie so like everything just felt good idris elba's knuckles is hilarious it's great stuff but yes they they know what i'm talking about now the wedding um sonic invited to the cookout sonic is a thousand percent valid at all cookouts. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah black, people had sega, black people had sega consoles we know this yeah. hey folks thank you for being with us on this edition of grap city for your saturday july 23rd 2022 i've lost track of what episode this even is uh i think we're somewhere in the 40s Probably that makes sense because uh, we started in October, so somewhere in the forties, huh? Yeah, so we're getting close to um, fifty. I'll do a count uh, in a little bit, but because <laughs> we haven't taken any weeks off, we were supposed to. But oh, we took a week off. We took a week off for Christmas. Oh yeah, we did. But we were supposed to take a week off for um, yeah. for New Year's in our then, emergency pod. <laughs> And that, then that was uh, that's kind of like the origin of the bat signal at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and now we got it. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of this edition of Grap City for Philip Lindsay for Righteous Reg. I'm Will Washington. We will see you next time. Have a great day. Peace. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming. And his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.